Funko Project Manga. Mighty Morphin Project Manga. <laughs> oh. It's manga time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, Project Manga is back with episode 29 of the Special Grade Podcast. I'm your host, Nickums. And I'm Knox. And tonight we are joined again by the young Shonen Schnoody. What's up, Schnoody? What's good, guys? Yes, Glad to be back oh, yeah. again. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Had to get you back for the other half, man. Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> no, I carry this shit now. <laughs> okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. All right. But uh, anyway. As you all are probably aware from our previous episodes and just general manga news, Phantom Seer has been canceled and we are replacing it with Ranger Reject. So that's out of Kodansha, uh, written and drawn by Haruba Negi. So uh, very excited for that. Um, And uh, yeah, going forward, we cover on this podcast Undead Unluck, Kaiju number eight, Shangri-La Frontier, Ranger Reject, and the Elusive Samurai. Uh, Check out the video description below for timestamps so you can skip spoilers of series you are not yet current in. Uh, Now, before we begin, just want to extend a huge thank you to everyone subscribed to this level of content. Uh, This is why we do this, and we cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much, you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, And as a reminder for everyone, your subscription includes a special Discord role, uh, giving you access to a private channel in the Project Manga Discord. So go ahead and link your Patreon account to your Discord account, and you can come chat with us in the uh, special grade chat, a little more intimate, uh, cool kids club kind of setting. Yes. So if we're all ready, gentlemen, let's get into our chapters tonight. Uh, Starting with the Elusive Samurai chapter 12, Sneaking in 1333, and uh, we start off the chapter with, uh, let's, you know, they're they're trying to convince uh, Genba, you know, yeah. to like, why, why don't you just become a retainer, and then we don't gotta pay you, but you know, you'll get this, you know, reward in the future. And I love like the kind of like angel devil, yes. like you know, on the shoulders. Oh, yeah. I love the way this whole chapter started out, just seeing her on his show, like, hey, yeah, you could you could do whatever you want for the for every year that you're a retainer of the Hojo family, like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah this is a once in a lifetime deal. Come on, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> He's just better. Hey, what, 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 I lo- yeah, I love the way that it's represented as like angel on on one half, and then like if you mm-hmm. put the two pages together, it would be like the whole image. And like, man, yeah. I kind of like when I was when I was reading this, I was like, dude, this would be an amazing double spread. Yeah, like just art it really would. of just Genba mm-hmm. with both of them on the shoulder, no dialogue. Like that yeah. would yeah, be yeah, yeah. such a sick picture. Mm-hmm. That would be a really nice picture, to be honest. I kind of forgot that. Uh, um, who's the the girl talking to him on the on the left shoulder again? Uh, Ayaka. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I want to yeah, say. I forgot these were characters Ayako. at first. I thought this was literally just like <laughs> oh. Genba's actual angel, like talking to him. Sure. And then I like turned the page and saw like this one looks kind of like Kodro a little bit. <laughs> and then it, like, right. And I'm like, oh wait, okay, I see what's going on here. But dude, love this scene though. 
especially like mm-hmm. because like her hair is like blonde in the angel form or whatever like light hair in the angel right. form when right. normally her hair is you know black or whatever mm-hmm. hair yeah. so and definitely at first you're that. like wait who yeah you could see that on the bottom panel too the black hair comes back like, yep and and mm-hmm. the top panel but yeah it's like the same haircut mm-hmm. and same uh, like hair pe- hair piece or whatever it's, it's uh, definitely her or whatever for sure i didn't even notice her right there up next to, i was so <laughs> like drawn into the middle panel that i like yeah yeah didn't even pay attention to the top one really <laughs> No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you can man. see in every panel. Uh, what's what's the name of the uh, the thief? Genba. Genba. Yeah, the, you can see in each panel he's just sweating. He's just like, what are these guys? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Yo, this is like a really good idea, but I don't want him to. I want him to think that it was my idea, not theirs. Type shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of how it feels. <laughs> Plus, he's like actually considering it. You know, like like contemplating it seriously. Mm-hmm. But I could tell yeah. that there's just like so much like irritation and anxiety. Like it's drawn right. so well in a character with a mask right dude, um, i love okay. where this series is at right now dude i just want to say oh that. yeah like, i like yeah, yeah, yeah. i like i wasn't someone who was like really worried about elusive samurai like there were some mm-hmm. people who you know have kind of had their criticisms for every chapter like kind of like going on but now it seems mm-hmm. like across the board everyone's starting to feel a lot better about elusive samurai with these last couple of chapters you mm-hmm. know what i mean and me specifically i've always been like really confident in elusive samurai i think all of us have been you know what i mean for the most part and now that it's like at this point where it feels like things are really starting to like get really cool and move towards a specific like plot line it's Mm -hmm. like it's starting to feel like i just appreciate that setup so much because of this you know what i mean yeah yeah no for sure for sure Mm -hmm. definitely um i was going to point out um on page four um we do get her name it's shizuku that's that's the that's shizuku. the girl on the left shoulder oh, right in the yeah. first shizuku. panel I- ayako is the ayako is the amazon. tall one the, 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 the big one yeah, yeah the big one yep yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 the amazon wonder woman yes <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I, I love that um, Genba's like, all right, rich kid, like, at the very least, you're going to come with me on the mission, right? And I, and I love that it's kind of like he expects Tokiyuki to be, like, afraid and, you know, yeah. worried and, like, you know, especially going into the enemy base. And he's, like, excited. Yeah, no, he's like, yeah. oh, damn. Yeah, he's like, excited yeah. for this. Okay. And Tokiyuki's always hype whenever, like, anything happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he really, you could tell that he was brought up the way that he was, but... And this is obviously a part of his initial characterization, but you could tell right. that he really yearns for that exciting warrior life, even mm-hmm. though he has a particular skill set that might contradict that that notion. Right. But yes. at every single moment that smoke is on the horizon, Tokiyuki is excited about it. You know what I mean? And what's really cool about this scene is that Genba, as he's trying to um, kind of frighten Tokiyuki, obviously, and he mm-hmm. obviously responds eagerly. Um, he doesn't know that Tokiyuki's skill set aligns with his. You know right. what I mean? Like he yeah. doesn't know right. that 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 Tokiyuki is built for this. You know what I mean? So he probably thinks that's really cool. Eventually, yes. you know what I mean? It, it, yeah, he, he will. He will eventually. He will yeah. eventually think it's. I think. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's already starting to take a, a liking yes. to Tokiyuki. Even in this chapter, he surprised yes. him already a couple of times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I'm 100%. really excited for future Genba in the story, bro. Like this is yes. really sick right now. Oh, yeah, yes. I'm. Re- I'm really excited for future Genba and Tokiyuki. Um, interactions because like 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 you said they have a really similar skill set and he doesn't know that so so tokiyuki's clearly just thinking about this as like oh advanced hide and seek let's get it yes this is training yes and then then gimbal's like what the fuck is wrong with this (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude it's an amazing dynamic bro 
I love mm-hmm. it. I love every single moment of it. And oh my god, Toki Yuki's like we're kind of like jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah, Toki Yuki's yeah. nighttime gear. Ooh. Yo. Oh no! Stay in this the rest of the series, bro. Like page, page, page eleven. You get a great uh, side shot of it, like the whole yes. kid. Oh yeah, like, yeah. super Shinobi esque. Like, yes, oh, yes. So good, so good. Sorry, I just had I to really jump it. jump forward. A oh yeah, bit yeah. And and talk about that. No, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. But Jeez, yeah. like what? Let's see here. Another, we get some characterization of uh, Genba or whatever mm-hmm. on page twelve. Um, you know, in the, in the previous chapter, we get this kind of um impression of gemba like all the, all the villagers are maybe like afraid of him or something or want yeah. they want nothing to do with him right so they all ran into their huts or whatever um and here we kind of get a little more insight into why you know like he views himself as like everyone's too afraid to cross me you know and it's like yeah. no you're just a real gross little <laughs> shit you know what i mean yeah. like pooping pooping oh no he didn't poop he put cockroaches and, and pissed in someone's rice and cooked it and then like yeah. rubbed rubbed his nasty ass body over like all their clean Kimonos clothes or whatever and shit, yeah man. yeah yeah and then neatly folded them and, yeah, and put them back like yeah. that's so evil bro yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you want to know what excites me about this is that, like, everything that we're seeing related to Genba's characterization kind of comes from after the he's already become a thief. He's already been yes. kind of a piece of shit, quote unquote, for mm-hmm. a while. We got, like, mm-hmm. one little glimpse of him as, like, a small boy when his grandfather or grandmother died or something. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like, that didn't tell us, like, anything about him barely. You know what I mean? Right. That was just yeah. so that you could kind of see, have a visual of, of what his childhood kind of looked like. But now mm-hmm. we're kind of getting a little bit more of that fleshed out. And it's just him already in this Genba state. So I feel like his design is amazing. I feel mm-hmm. like Matsui has something like really serious in store for this character, like writing wise. I feel like yep. we're going to get an amazing background for him or backstory for him after these little mini backgrounds establishing him as an asshole. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So that 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 big backstory is going yeah. to slap whenever we get mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? 100 percent 100 percent Yeah. And, and moving into his skill set, I was not expect like like I think you said it uh, last week on Special Great Podcast, Noxy, where he was like you thought that the old man was uh, Gimba and you thought he was a master of disguise, and it turns out he really is. Yeah, because he's just like clay, and now he looks like uh, what is the name of the archer? Sadamune. 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 God, I'm gonna need to remember these. Just, <laughs> yeah, now he looks like Sadamune. And then like once they once he already just t- gives him the orders, says like, hey, go do this asinine shit that you that you really don't even need to do. Mm-hmm. He just immediately turns into Tokyuki, like, hey, I'm a master of disguise. Yeah. I could always betray you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just it's wild. So cool. I love that. I love that page, page seventeen, where he's like transformed into Tokiyuki, essentially. Yeah, almost looking at him like in a mirror. Like, are you really gonna trust me when millions of people have already like double crossed you? You know what I mean? It's like, damn, looking like right there, like transformed. Yo. Like I could double cross you. Kind of that double meaning, as you're kind of saying, Shnuti. Like he Yo, could double cross him too. I, like, love I could that. double cross you and be you at the same time, and nobody would even think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, hell yeah, it's that's so sick. And I love how mm-hmm. the explanation is just like applying clay to a fox mask. I can replicate yeah. most anyone's face. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great explanation, but you're doing it a little bit too quick, buddy. <laughs> you're yeah, throwing yeah, you're sure. throwing the ship. And like that's obviously the suspension of of of, yeah. um, of disbelief for the sake of a fictional story. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like that's really cool 
because you can play with that i feel like only in manga like that's yes. like established as something that like you don't need a whole lot of explanation for whenever there's sleight of hand things like that in the in the west it's harder to get away with shit like that because they actually have real physicists on retainer and they try <laughs> to bring their shit as close to you know reality yeah. as they can as often as they can obviously it's superheroes and shit so it's going to get wild but right. at, on the ground level they do their best but in manga mm -hmm. It, there's a lot more pseudoscience involved and you can get yes. away with with shit like like frankie building steps up to yes you know whatever yes. you know and there's no platform or whatever because he's just mm -hmm. that cold of a ship right obviously one piece is more of a comedy you know what i mean then then this kind of seems to be but there is a lot of comedic elements in elusive samurai too so for sure I, for sure i don't think it's one of those kind of things though i it's just I, I know cool. what you mean though. Like, yeah, yeah. like the, in in manga generally, there is a wider room for just um kind of assuming that someone could be this skillful. Yes, right? Like exactly. we're we're not gonna show like 10 panels of him like hyper fast, like sculpting some clay mask, and, right. and then like you're kind of suspending like how can he make it move? How can he like make the face talk? You exactly. know what I mean? But but that's but that is tied into you can just believe that like he's so good at body language. He's so yes. good at projecting his voice perfectly, mm -hmm. playing with the shadows that like he's able to convince someone that a static face that doesn't actually look that good is actually that guy because yes. of his charisma is just so high. Wow. And so like, I think there's there's more room in manga for believing those skills are possible absolutely you killed yeah. that shit wow you fucking said that shit so good well you 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 queued up the idea i was yeah, like that oh, was yeah. a, like, not, that was yeah we 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 tagged oh, you that. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome okay but it, it also shows that like his his like his clay mask like his his uh transformations aren't perfect because the guards even say like What's up with the fox ears? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Like, that's it right. makes me cuter. <laughs> Isn't it striking? You know, yeah, you got it. Okay, yeah, I love that. I just no, love that, that was so funny. Much. That really was hilarious. Yeah, see, it's like perfect amounts of comedy that like do really well for the moment. But mm -hmm. don't take away from anything serious for me personally. Right. Like, oh, yeah. What's serious in this manga is has its own lane entirely separate from the comedy. They kind of like overlap a little bit but mm -hmm. like for the most part they're self-contained and they're injected when they need to be you know what i mm -hmm. mean and it feels really good yeah. the balance of 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 comedy and and um and seriousness you know what I yeah mean? yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah dude and damn so we get to the end of the chapter and um they've um they've successfully captured this um a imperial command or whatever and then this dude ichikawa sukefusa yeah um he's got the big ears so we got the big eye guy and now we got the big ears boy his buddy and yes. uh yep. he's so like i hear something yeah yeah, yeah yep exactly there's kind of a trend now so like what are all of takauji's retainers just like really skilled in one sense Right. You yeah, I'm mean? sure they will be. Right. I'm like, sure they will be. Right. Because really like be. these are things like in in in, in times without technology, mm -hmm. like this is essentially, you know, what you'd have to do. The skills like these are the kind of skills that you know when heightened to superhuman levels, kind mm -hmm. of fill in those gaps in lack of technology to a certain degree. You know what I mean? When yep. this motherfucker has literal satellite dishes for ears, you know what I mean? <laughs> and when a dude has actual telescopes for eyes you know what i mean it it, it makes it feel it, it it helps with the stakes you know what i mean because right. yeah think right. about if you think about a story like this it's obviously feudal time whatever 
imagine if all of a sudden the enemy had machine guns in a story like this <laughs> right right and you'd be like oh my god <laughs> like like you like you would be terrified for the mm -hmm, safety yep. of the protagonist like you wouldn't know what to do it wouldn't make sense but you'd be like oh my god this is where we're going and i feel like everyone's going to die and mm -hmm. obviously it's not that drastic with this but it's the same kind of concept as like this is these are skills and tools and technology that they don't have in this time whereas if like motherfuckers really did have scientific telescopes mm -hmm. if they really did have you know satellite sonar. uavs <laughs> and sonar and shit they would be like you know it would be a They'd way be different situation you know what i mean <laughs> so like they kind of represent that heightened um or that raise that rise in the stakes you know what i mean mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. their in their skill set and man if we get a motherfucker who can smell everything <laughs> you know i don't know like what like how the 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 uh, speech is going to be represented but it's probably going to be a gen type character you know what i mean well see that's that's interesting so now yeah. like say for example um demon slayer right like yeah. himetsu no yaiba this exact trope is used with a lot mm -hmm. of like the main characters where like each each of like the five main younger characters have like a primary sense oh that they like, like really Tanjiro do can smell really good yes Tanjiro yeah, can, yeah, can smell really good, good. zenitsu can hear really good, like, ah. yeah, inosuke has like really good feeling like he can kind of like sense things around yeah it's like the touch yeah and uh genya who he's a character that like he shows up pretty early, but he's not really big until later. He actually like is taste. It's it's not talking. It's oh, taste. Sure. Oh yeah, so, I like, think actually can, yeah that is yeah taste. Yeah, he he can he can eat a like a, a demon and like kind of use its ability kind of thing. Yeah, so that's okay. how like he uses like the taste or whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyway, like it will be it'll be interesting. It's interesting because like Kimetsu no Yaiba never capitalized on this. They they basically just like set it up that way and never had any use of this like you know the fact that they had all these senses oh, being shit. the main fierce things it's like they were going to use it but they just never decided to comment yeah, on it yeah, at all or never they got it yeah it's like okay you'll, you'll probably notice this or whatever yeah. i wonder if in elusive samurai if we will get some exposition like did did you do you see what's happening here you know what i mean like or if it's just going to be another like subtle you know overarching that they can thing. do this so then whenever right. they're doing anything you can assume this skill is incorporated inside right it to some degree right yeah. right yeah yeah. But yeah, wow, obviously it's taste. <laughs> I mean, t tongue... Uh, you, oh, sure, sure. It, it, I guess it's, you it's, could it's going to be work. taste, yeah. but you could make it work that it could be speech. You could... I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if it was speech, I'd be like, fine, whatever, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. But that's just cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's cool yeah. because, like, obviously in Demon Slayer, now that, I, now that you've kind of explained it to me, it sounds like that's a part of the protagonist group. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that feels good from, like, the power <gasps> oh. fantasy side of things. Right, so like when you when you when you're trying to escape into a power fantasy, you 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 like when your protagonist can do things that nobody else in the series can do because yes. it gives them that advantage that makes you feel powerful, sure, vicariously through the main character or the main protagonist team. But when the fucking villains have the it, villains, then it's like really butt clenchy you know what i yeah, mean you can really feel yeah. the stakes like in like opposition to the yeah. protagonist side because what are they going to do if you can see smell taste everything within like a 30 mile radius and right. you guys can't do that you're just gonna yes. have to keep fucking around dumb luck <laughs> yeah they, it's, skill, it's a, i guess it, yeah. it's as if the villains like are slowly taking away um avenues and routes of escape right like right. so at the, at the beginning there's really no villains and okay now there's sadamune and now you can't be seen you have to avoid being seen you have to be avoid being noticed mm -hmm. now they're 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 sneaking around they're being very quiet well too bad even you, you, the quietest you can be this dude's still gonna hear you so you yes. still have to do other you, we're gonna eventually do other ways to escape that yeah. aren't 
you know, catchable by hearing or seeing or whatever. Yeah, and that's a really yeah. amazing angle for Matsui to put in because it's like, it makes so much sense now that we know it, but he's mm -hmm. obviously trying to push the envelope on exactly how elusive Tokiyuki can be yeah, in, yeah, inside yeah. of this landscape because, like you said, they're taking away all of his areas where his skills give him an advantage. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's quick, so you probably can't see him too well. Nope, Satamune's got gigantic eyes. Right, right, right. In literally every panel, even when he's not on screen, there's there's yeah. somewhere in there probably. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just zipping then, around everywhere. Yeah, you know, and then you could just go down the list, like you know what I mean. Now they can't sneak around, even though they just got this OP ass thief Genba. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's instantly like, nope, you don't get a, a moment of reprieve. The enemy has a counter for this, and it's like, right. shit, man. Like I don't even get to feel comfortable for a moment in this. There, like Tokiyuki is always on the back foot. But I think what makes it feel so good and like not as like, you know, um, down be is because of how um, bright and eager Tokiyuki is. And obviously, yes. Shige is obviously very jovial and very, you know, um, bouncy. You know what I mean? So it, it, yeah. it adds that that um, that personality to it that makes you feel like, OK, this isn't going to feel like Berserk the entire time or something. There's enough there's enough pucks around. You know what yeah. I mean? To kind of cut the fat a little bit. Or sure. cut, the, exactly. cut the tension, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, do either of you have anything more for this chapter of the Elusive Samurai? I'm excited that this dude's a swordsman. Um, yes. Because, oh, okay. Because, yeah. because yes. if he heard them, he's probably going to go confront them. Obviously, mm -hmm. he has a great plan. He's like, okay, these kids are obviously trying to sneak around. So when you go alert everybody, maybe be quiet about it. You know what I mean? So he's right. got a good head on his shoulders already. He's not just good ears. He's a great mind as well. And that's scary right. too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I'm, I'm excited to see how he fights, obviously. I don't know what this... Um, what this drawing represents behind him on the last page. Do you want to help? I think it's Rick? radar. Yeah, so radar. Rather. All right, bet. Yeah, so, yeah. so Oh, wait, you want to know what? It is because I didn't see the gradient yeah, yeah, behind that, that him. Yeah, I didn't see whatever, that. Like I didn't the, see that like yeah. hourglass gradient behind him. Yep. Yep, and yep. and I was like, is that a compass, buddy? I don't know what's right, right. But, but no, it's yeah. the hearing. The poop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Boop. That makes the most sense. But yeah, okay. So yep. how does Genba fight? Genba's got kunai. I bet you. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like that's gonna be fucking sick to see if he's even a combatant at all, or if he's had to rely on his elusive, you know, nature like Tokiyuki and isn't much of a fighter. You know what I mean? We're about to sure. find that out. I think it would be mm -hmm. really cool if we had a situation where Tokiyuki, you know, excels in um all of the kind of speed and agility areas that Genba doesn't. And then Genba, you know, obviously has the shape shifting, he has the lock picking skills, but then also he's a combatant. So you don't want to completely, you know, make Tokiyuki feel um, invalid with Genba's mm -hmm. character. So you have to give Tokiyuki things that he can do better than Genba, even though they kind of exist in the same wheelhouse. So right. I think it would be yeah. really cool if Genba was more of a fighter, but like not as quick on the getaway or something. Some sure. kind of way to make it feel balanced inside of their dynamic, you know what I mean? Right. But right. if, if it turns into a fight here, like this might this like the next chapter might be like the best fucking chapter of of the yeah. Samurai, bro. For real. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> if if anything, I could see uh, Genba fighting very dirty just from the way oh, that yeah. he, he's treated all of the villagers and everything. Where he's yeah. just like, okay, you can hear really well yeah well i got firecrackers right yes, here yes, yes. Yeah. pop them off in his ear oh shit, dude and you want to know what 
as grimy as these motherfuckers are, they probably expect honorable opponents most of the time. Yeah, you know, they're not they're expecting yes. children. Yeah, like, oh, yeah they're not expecting shitty, no honor. You know, n- you know, children. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, or just, or just dirty fighters in general. Everyone mm-hmm. cares so much. I mean, like, look at how Sadamune felt after he lost to Tokiyuki. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's probably a similar outlook, or that's probably an outlook that's shared among most people in this time period that have mm-hmm. any kind of warrior standing, especially inside of their right. ranks. You know what I mean? So this dude might be like, hey, I found some kids. They think they're sneaking around here. Well, guess what? I got ears, bro. So you can't really hide from me or run from me. So mm-hmm. I've hard countered you. Now this is just, you know, easy cleanup. And then it's boom, dirty fighting counters back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. unexpected you know, shifts in tide back and forth in that way. That's what I feel like we can count on the elusive Samurai 4 is when it does end up coming to blows, we're going to see a lot of subversion and expectations and a lot of like hidden strategy in the conflicts themselves since we're getting so much subterfuge and stealth and strategy and guile before fights even start. You know what I mean? So yes. I'm really fucking excited for next chapter specifically. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. I can't yeah, wait bro. to see how Gimba fights. And oh how my god! He's gonna just react to everything around him. I don't know if he's just gonna run or just like, if, or if Gimba's gonna hand him so like, hey, you go kill that motherfucker. Yeah, I'll deal with this shit, mm-hmm. bro. I need kunai. I need smoke pellets. I need substitution jutsu. I need the mm-hmm. whole thing, bro. I need yeah. it all. I need like, but not like Naruto style. Like I'd rather have it be like a ninku, you know, or like a flame of Rekka. You know, that, okay. like early Flame of Rekka where like it was actual tools and not special sure. abilities. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. I need the full range of actual real life Shinobi shit. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. That's what I need from Genba. Dang. And I'm okay. pretty sure in history, Shinobi did not fight cleanly or oh, with no. like, honor or pride. I appreciate like, yeah, I'm going for the nuts. They, every would, time. they would throw right. like fucking, um, you know, sharp metallic shrapnel in like, you know, um explosives or whatever so like it would just be you know the the the, the kind of explosion you'd see in a firecracker but it's got mm-hmm. fucking shrapnel in it so yeah, it's yeah. like 10 times more powerful for free you know mm-hmm. what i mean like they'd be doing shit like that you know so i'm trying to see all of that you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying <sighs> but yeah i'm good on i'm good on elusive samurai this week bro yeah same with Hell me. yeah I'm awesome fine. all right well let's get into our first official coverage of ranger reject um so this this uh this week we're only going to do an overall you know our general thoughts about the series we're not going to go into any heavy spoilers about the most recent chapter um there might be some spoilers for the record it's kind of hard to talk about you know 10 chapters with the manga without spoiling anything yeah um so if, if you if you don't want any spoilers um just like a quick you know explanation it's about you know um Power Ranger type things, right? Yeah, like what, sentai, what, 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 sentai, sentai, right? Yeah, common um, writer type sentai. Yeah. Right. And so and, and it's also very much like a, a deconstruction and, and a very alternate oh, look so at, 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 at these sorts of stories. So yes. highly recommend it. It's it's super, super cool story. Um so totally understand if you don't wanna, you know, get spoiled if you're not caught up yet. Um so there's currently ten, 10 chapters out. I think they come out about Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, kind of time frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is out of um weekly Shonen magazine. So anyway. Right. Let's um yeah let's get into a conversation about Ranger Reject. How y'all feeling about this series? One thing I want to say before we get into the conversation, oh, yeah, yeah. um, just for the the viewers, since this isn't um obviously on any kind of official schedule like the rest mm-hmm. of the manga that we cover, um, mm-hmm. since it is like kind of like a 
you know, fingers crossed whether it comes out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Luckily, we we wait until Thursday for for Kaiju number eight to do this show anyway. Right. So, right. um, but the way that we've kind of decided to do it is that if there is no Ranger Reject chapter translated by Thursday, then we'll treat it as if it's just off for the week, like mm -hmm. a, you know, like Kaiju number eight or or literally anything right. else that we review, and then we'll pick up next week. You know, even if it comes out on like a, th you know, Thursday night after we're done recording or Friday, right. we'll just right. cover that, you know, chapter next time. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Some, sometimes there might be like a, a double coverage, you know, yeah. week or something, right? Mm -hmm. Where like kind of it was released late and then the other one the next week is released earlier or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then boom, we'll just cover two. Anyway, yep. Yep. we'll cover all the stuff going forward next yes. week. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, uh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But like when when I started this manga, it took me a little bit just to get into it even yeah. though like I, when i was growing up i was a super big power rangers oh fan. yeah i, was, I yeah. was so into power I watched like almost every season up until like i don't know mystic force or something i think and mystic then, force was my last season too bro wait yeah, a minute like, <laughs> i was like you know what this, you know I, i've had enough this yeah, is good yeah and, i've gotten what then, i needed from this and then i was going when i was going through this i was like okay cool i'm expecting more cool power ranger shit uh, i'm expecting like transformations and megazords but no being a subversion of the entire genre it focuses on the villainy within yes you know the opposing team and mm -hmm. i wasn't expecting that in the mm -hmm. slightest and at first i was like who cares about literal minions and then that's exactly why they wrote this manga yes because yes. no one cares they, about putties and nobody minions. cares about putties <laughs> at all you only just want to see who's the next big monster reader's gonna yes. be throwing out next week yeah yes. and then and then it starts to make you care because it's not just okay he's a minion he's a minion who like it, yeah, yeah, you were so right. I think this yeah. is so hard to talk about without well, spoilers. I wanna, you, we, we no, no, spoilers. we're good. So we, we, oh, yeah, we we're, covered we're, that. We're good for spoilers. Oh, let's yeah, just not go let's, crazy. Let's just, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just try not to focus but, on the newest, newest, newest yeah. chapter. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. seeing yeah, seeing how uh, like the 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 opposition, like the the minions, yeah, right. Their leaders are all gone. That right. is so wild. That, I, that is was so wild. I was like, what? Like, what are you guys even doing here if your leaders are gone? Who's making you? Right. And then, like, you see the Rangers, and you expect, oh, yeah, super good guys, super awesome, like, heroes of justice, whatever. Yeah. No, almost all of them are assholes. Yes. And, yes. and then when you see the, the the minions, it's just like, okay, you guys are kind of pathetic, but, like, I kind of <laughs> get why you're like this. Right. Right. And then seeing D break off and, like, yeah. I'm going to rectify this entire fuck, situation. Yeah, you said fuck this, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm not gonna okay. be a loser my whole life. So what? I think my I think my favorite thing about starting Re Ranger Reject for the first time was mm -hmm. that like obviously when you see like this is my first Power Ranger comic book. Now there are yeah. Power Ranger comic books in the West that are juking right now, but I'm not reading oh, really? those. Yeah, they sure. made a huge comeback in the West like in the last three years. You know what I mean? Oh. So like Power Ranger comic books are going crazy right now. Like literally Power Rangers or Sentai? Yeah, literally it, Power Rangers. Power okay, oh, like, wow, like, wow, like cool. White Ranger, like sure, Tommy, sure. you know what I'm saying? With the oh, dragon sword damn. and shit. Like, okay. it's like that, you know what I mean? But I, I mean, like, I don't read them, so I don't know if it's sure, actually sure. Tommy, but it's literally that exact aesthetic, you know, Mighty yeah, yeah, Morphin yeah. type yeah. shit, you know what gotcha. I mean? So, so that's really cool. And then Ranger Reject comes out and I'm like, all right, well, let's do this because it's gotten, I've gotten it recommended by people I care about so often mm -hmm. that I'm ready yeah. to read it. And I have no idea what to expect when I go into it. And I actually started reading it in the special grade um, voice channel, you know what I sure. mean? In the, in the discord with like Yato and, and the whole gang, you know what I mean? So that was really cool. And when I'm reading it, the, the craziest thing to me was that 
after I finished the first chapter, it made me go, I have never once thought about what these putties go through Yo. In, 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 in Power Rangers. <laughs> Not and, once. And retrospectively, you're like, mm -hmm. yes, this is a very self-aware, this is a comic book that is very self-aware of Sentai tropes. And mm -hmm. the, the, the mind it takes to look at Sentai storytelling and go, well, what about the putties, dude? You know what I mean? And then go, I'm gonna write about the putties. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, like your mind, bro. Whoever this motherfucker is, like, I love you for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he did such a good job of you subvert it, the you subvert the tropes at the same time as really blowing people's minds with the perspective because you're like, yeah, this really is just a monster of the week show for you know ratings. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, so right. clear that this is cash grab material. Like, yes, they have an amazing, you know, um, um, pantheon that they've established over time. Right. And this is right. respectable fiction. But at mm -hmm. the same time, it's like the tropes that are very obvious are very funny now. You know what yes. I mean? It, yes. Like yes. nowadays, like back in the day, it was revolutionary. They were doing some other right. shit. But now it's become very comedic how mm -hmm. formulaic the, the storytelling is. And they're playing right, right into that by going... These people are essentially treated like zoo animals for the, for these ratings. You know what I mean? Yes, and it's yes. like, yeah. yo, the, this is so like, different, damn. bro. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the fact that the entire society is basically built around these weekly Sunday battles and that yes. literally like it isn't just that the the Rangers are bad. They are bad and they, and they are kind of lying to society, obviously, right. and like this this war doesn't need to be going on and they're only extending this war to remain in power, to re remain their prestige and their ability to sell, you know, toys to kids on, on commercials, right? Yes. But yeah. the news stations they're in on it right like yeah. they want the ratings too you yes. know so it's just like yeah. the whole society seems to be in on this conspiracy at a high level right, right. so it's like it just so it feels so interesting and mysterious and good right. you know now here's now here's another crazy thing is that like how can you we, we only feel bad like for these putties for these minions because they're they have the spotlight and they're getting mm -hmm. like the focus yeah. you know what i mean right but ultimately it, it's it's such a it's such it does such a good job of creating a gray society it's very the, the moral blur is very intense very early mm -hmm. on because mm -hmm. you ask yourself questions like well these motherfuckers came here to kill us anyway originally you know what i mean yeah. so like fuck them you know what i mean but then because <laughs> they got their shit kicked in by the rangers all their guys are gone they've kind of like been humbled and they're like kind of like well we're not really powerful without our executives so it's just like, like what are we even doing here yeah bro? exactly they're just falling into the norm because they have no choice and that's sad to us but then you go back and think well you're invaders bro like you were trying to come here and enslave everybody or worse you know what i mean right. so it, like no matter how you look at this it's like you can't be 100% you can't feel 100% good about anything that's happening on either right. side and right. As much as the bad guys, aka the dragon keepers or the rangers, as mm -hmm, much as, yeah. as shitty as they're being shown, and they actually are shitty, they're yeah, still shitty. trying to creep into the white side of morality, at least aesthetically, you know, yes. at least externally. Yeah. And the villains, as good as they're, you know, we, we know that they're there's they're no they're not harmful. They're just mm -hmm. fucking derpy minions that just want to live comfortably right. now that their executives are gone they probably only wanted to come kill us because the executives created them and told them to do it you know what i mean so yes now yes. we're back on what reasons to sympathize with them you know what i mean and but at the same time they're still trying to play their role as villains you know mm -hmm. what i mean they're still talking yeah. tough as fuck like 
yeah, we're bad. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's this crazy moral alignment, blurry whirlwind of just incredible storytelling and depth in 10 chapters. It's so potent. And the reason why is because it's a deconstruction. We yes. don't need so much lore built up in Ranger Reject before we start feeling for these characters mm -hmm. because we already know the tropes. We know what they represent. We know what they're trying yes. to do. So you can go right into the depth without any of the buildup because it's we already know what's going on. You know what I mean? Right. And that's why this kind of storytelling is so fun, especially in a review setting. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. let's um let's talk about the main character d mm -hmm. foot soldier d right mm -hmm. something i really like about him and and as you were you know kind of describing the the this moral gray area right mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually getting kind of like one piece vibes right where like the pirates are the good guys yes. the marines are the bad guys yes. the marines are exuding this kind of white side of morality but deep down behind the scenes they're actually like supporting you know bad shit or whatever we all know about one piece obviously oh, yeah. um but like d himself he is also very much a, a pirate type character where like he he even says like i'm a villain like i'm i'm here to steal your shit or i'm here to destroy your whole yeah, society I'm or whatever I don't, shit. yeah you know, you know? <laughs> but at the same time yeah. he he feels um good when when the townspeople or whatever are like yeah like mm -hmm. go go get him villain he feels warm and fuzzy he's yeah. protecting people um in yeah. in battles when when you know regular ass humans are, are in the in the line of fire or whatever yes um he he's he's he says he's bad, but he's not really bad. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yes, yeah, it's love like that. it's like a front for himself, but yes. in reality, it's like he's such. I, I can't. I don't want to say deep character just because we we're only like ten chapters in, right? But like, just the way that he portrays that, like that that kind of gray, black, white medium within the entire series, it's it's yes. amazing because he even says like, "I'm a villain." But like you said, he feels all warm and fuzzy when people start to cheer him on. And like, yes. uh, you know, I, I like being cheered on, but I also hate people. But at the same time, I want to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's a beautiful way to, this entire series is just awesome through and through. And the mangaka so is early. one. Yeah, and it is very early. And and one thing that incredible I was, art. Incredible yes. art. I was just about to go in there. Like the mangaka is one that knows how to take a static face and give it emotion inside mm -hmm. of D. He has a humanoid form, but we don't see him, at least in this 10 chapter stretch, in that form very often. It would be very right. easy for you know you to give all of his pathos and all of his deep like character writing and all of his emotion in his humanoid form. But right. he is still an invader first, you know what I mean? And that is a disguise. So the mangaka knows who this character is very much you know or very much so you know what i mean and they know how to convey their emotions regardless of what form they're in and i right. it's such high levels of respect to mangaka who can take a masked character and mm -hmm. give them emotion while they're wearing it you know what i mean yes and dude d bro and a lot of it comes from d's just silent reactions to things there's a lot mm -hmm. of moments where someone will say something or do something and it will literally just be d's face with a blank white background <laughs> or a little bit of degree flying by or like a gray haze around him he does very little subtle things to show you that this character is thinking and feeling things on the page mm -hmm. even though it's just a uh, heartless face you know what i mean yeah so. yeah 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 a lot of times it's very funny too where it's mm -hmm. just like they're just giving this huge speech and it's just like i don't care just yeah. fight me yeah. yeah 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 he, and, and, he's a very like a moody character yes, right like yeah. i i very much resonate with him because he feels 
so fed up with society, right? And obviously, like, the invaders or whatever being essentially slaves because they're forced by the dragon keepers to do this thing every week, and if they right. don't, they're just going to get obliterated and killed or whatever. Right. So they're kind of, like, in a really bad position. But um, generally, it's just like, oh, like, society sucks. Like, I can't believe we have to fucking do this. It's like, yeah. I feel that, man, like, getting up to work in the morning. I'm like, right. fuck, I don't want to fucking, this fucking <laughs> sucks, dude. Yeah. Every week, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about how shitty the dragon keepers are. Because oh because this God. is like one thing that um one thing that I wasn't expecting inside of Ranger Reject, considering it is such an intense raw deconstruction of this area of storytelling. Um, it, I thought it would be a lot more plot driven. I wasn't ready for the characters to yes. be as intense as they were. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're really playing these roles to the nth degree you know what i mean yes and, yes and when when you get um a scene later on in the series where you actually are seeing the dragon keepers interact off camera together yes it was a very heart-rending gut-wrenching kind of showing inside of their ranks because the dialogue inside of that fucking room was fucked up bro. yes yes blue ranger so, blue ranger bro yo blue yo ranger. Blue, did, blue didn't surprise me as much as i thought he would because i was like you know what you're the blue the scars ranger. i, I yeah. was uh, yeah the scars and I, I was kind of expecting you yep. to act like this because yep. every blue ranger i come across they're kind of <laughs> right right <laughs> but yeah. red but dude red is red is drastic yo. you know what i mean red is fucking crazy he's one of those like smiling maniacs you know what i mean that yeah, has all yeah. of the charisma jason bateman you know what i mean fucking american mm -hmm. psycho or whatever yes i, I yes, think, that, I think yes. that was christian bale's character or whatever yep but yep. um but yeah he's very much feels like that you know what i mean and that's just crazy inside of your like primary leader command not only right. of just the villain team but also in the eye of society this is everyone's favorite you know what i mean it's very right like homelander from the boys if anybody yes there yes yes, the boys yes or anything like that you know what i mean it's on and, and that's what i felt like inside of this scene you know what i mean it was very garth ennis who is the writer of the boys it's very um it just felt like the boy. It felt like Power Rangers version of the boys. And the dialogue was very um, raunchy and gross. It felt like Game of Thrones, like Robert mm -hmm. Baratheon, you know, or, or one of the Lannisters yelling at a at one of their, you know, um, escorts or whatever in a scene yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Like, it felt yeah. like that, you know what I mean? And I was mm -hmm. like, and I'm sitting here going like, bro, what an atmosphere to set up for your antagonist, Seriously. bro. Like, this is fucking crazy. And it makes mm -hmm. me ask the question, like... Because the 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 dragon keeper ranks are very established inside of their hierarchy. Oh yeah, this is a real military. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, it's because, yes. It's because it had to be because the villains were real at one point. I mm -hmm. want to know, you know, I want a very intense like background, like backstory on like what the world was like back when threats were real. You know what I mean? Yes. Because yes. that has to give us insight into why these characters are as shitty as they are. Because if you think about war stories, you think about like one of the comedian's monologues in Watchmen where he was like, I was in Vietnam. I fucking got a girl pregnant. She confronted me about it. I, I shot her in the head. You know what I mean? It was war. You know what I mean? Like it was different. Times were different. You know what I mean? So when you think about like what makes a character like red or what makes a character like blue or what makes a character like the comedian, mm -hmm. it, it, sure. They're shitty no matter what their circumstances and what kind of pathos, you know, the, the, the manga tries to give them. But I really very much so want to see what life was like, back when the invaders were, you know, actually a, a, actually, a, pl a plausible threat, you know what I mean? Right. I yeah. Bet yeah. That, that created high tension in the world. I bet it created high tension inside of the military. It was probably very similar to like 
our world's military until superhuman aliens came down then they had to like redo i, I want to know all of that stuff because it's like it seems like their hierarchy inside of their ranks have been this way for a long time but i'm pretty sure, sure that alien threats have only been a thing for how long in this story either, either like, like 11 or 13 yeah, years that's something not like that that's yeah. not the, 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 their military presence feels like it predates that threat quite significantly so i'd want to know i'd want to know that. that's like my biggest question to... yes yeah you know and, and we, we, will, we even now we've only gotten like a small piece of like any background into what it was like and it, even the same what it was like it's like one of the speeches one of the executives gave the soldiers what the the the, uh, the dustmen the, yeah. the putties like early on and that that made me start theorizing but even then like there's only so much you can even think of mm -hmm. but like you said there's there's so much within their military rankings that like this had to be established far before they even it got feel, here. It, it feels they, like it to me, you know what I like mean? It, like, yeah. right. now now they could have just said, as soon as these aliens touched down, we got our shit pushed in like, for a little boom. bit and then like, you know, regrouped and established this kind of system in right. direct response to the aliens. And that's probably what they'll say, in which case, you know, a lot can happen in 10 and 11 years, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, and how will, what kind of warrior or soldier will those kind of circumstances produce i feel like that is going to be a big moment in the series when we get that kind of flashback because it's going to explain a lot about why these dragon keepers are the way they are you know what i mean right that is probably at least for me one of the biggest questions on my mind after reading through this you know what i mean right yeah. right yeah Shoo. It might also have shit. to. Do, it might also have to do with like the the fame just went to their heads mm -hmm. as soon as like they just took out the executives where mm -hmm. it's just like you know, like you said, the, the boys is a very accurate comparison yes. Yes. to what Ranger Reject is. Right. Because it's like, okay, you're beloved by millions and everybody, everybody wants to be part of your whole crew. But once you get there, it's not what you don't meet your heroes, kid type Do shit. Not. You know what I mean? And it's like. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Like, I love, I love how even though I'm like not the biggest fan of the boys' comic, I am watching the boys' TV show right now, and I feel like mm. it fixes all of the issues that I had with the comic while staying true to the source enough. So, if you haven't seen the boys and you're curious after this conversation, I would suggest watching it instead of reading it. But you will see exactly what we're talking about. It's literally this exact situation in Ranger Reject, but for Western comic book superheroes. So nice. It's. It's a lot of fun, but wow, I wasn't ready to come into this conversation and and feel this um this intensely about the boys reference. You know what I mean? Like, sure, that's crazy. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, because because I just finished the boys, Fuck so yeah. like yeah, after watching all of it and then starting to read Red and Reject, I was like, damn, this really feels like the boys, except. <laughs> It, it, it's not just you know super. It's not Super Sentai. Yeah, or, or, or it is Super Sentai. It's yeah, right. It's Power right. Rangers, and they suck. Yeah, <laughs> the Dragon Keepers are ass. Okay, for real. So let's talk about let's. I, I want to talk about um my my. I, I wanted to talk about what I just talked about, obviously, and then my like last two like major things that I need to make sure that we talk about, which obviously we will, is the yeah. fucking divine weapons. The divine tools. Let's yes, go yes, into yes. divine tools because. <laughs> yes. Like when it was when the concept was originally um, introduced, it was just the dragon keepers have theirs, and they were made yes. for the dragon keepers. And whoever is right. blue, whoever is red, regardless of how many times they get replaced, they all get this one weapon. And so mm -hmm. I'm sitting here going like, "Well, oh shit!" Like, 
that's kind of broken like what do we do about that and then you know d's like all right well i'm gonna go steal one and i'm like okay well, well that's that's <laughs> one way you like do it. it fuck yeah okay yeah go go get one of theirs you know what i mean and then then maybe you could take that reverse engineer it some kind of way i don't fucking know but like sure. let's get a divine tool that works for d in his hand you know what i mean and then you get more information about how it's like no you just can't even come in contact with this shit yeah like you, you can't know what even I mean? touch like, it's, this it's shit. that hard of a counter against you you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like that raise the stakes astronomically so in this in this series you know what i mean like how they play with that concept is probably one of the things i'm most excited about also inside of ranger reject because d needs to eventually have an advantage here. right yeah. you know what i mean and so it's like how are they going to do it yeah and when when i first started re when, I was, when i was first reading it, i thought that he was going to try and like you know try and get an advantage in any way shape or form the first thing that popped in my head wasn't he was going to try and steal one of these it, incredible weapons it was just yeah. going to be like all right we're just going to make anti-rangers like the, the classic trope that you always sure. see in, like the power oh Rangers. yeah yep. but like that didn't happen he was just like yeah let me go steal this and then he gets <laughs> busted yeah and that just yeah. goes south entirely yes and i was like what is this guy gonna do if he can't even touch these things yeah. like what kind of hope does he even have to be any of the rangers if he can't even like try to steal one that's what's so, so impressive about ranger reject because you give literally like the only advantage you give d is that he's immortal but they have a counter for that then you give him limits inside of like you you would flesh out his immortality and he can do a lot of really cool things with it but then you mm -hmm. give him so many limits inside of that like he can't change his mass you know what i mean like right he, all right. of his shape shifting has to exist inside of his current size weight and like form you know what i mean and yeah. on top of that it's really just shapes there's no added force there's no added weight there's no added power like to anything that he does to so, anything like, yeah like, right. so he sounds really broken at first and then you show that the dragon keepers have a direct counter to his immortality you see that the he can't even touch their weapons you know what i mean like it's 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 such a crazy um you know obstacle that our main character has and i'm so excited to see how the writer gets d through that because i feel like they've established so well that he has no chance against these characters you know what i mean right whatsoever yeah. Yeah. So he can touch the sword, the red tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he just can't touch the blue one because the blue, blue one is yeah. is like the acid or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Which or is wait, also, no, 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 that's not even the blue one, though. That's it's, the, it's like the that's, fake that's, that's one. That's the, the fake blue The secondary yeah. blue one or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But, can, but can he even use the red one? Like, probably right. not, right? right. Because, right. like, yeah. um, even, even they were saying, like, you have to be, like, third class to even use or whatever and, and there must be yeah. some sort of i don't know there's just so much mystery in terms of like yeah. where did the divine tools come from are they right. you know um are they from the invaders is this, right. is this invader technology Ooh. or is this actually divine technology that is unrelated to the invaders like kind yeah. of a shinto or like a traditional japanese right. divinity type of thing right like yeah. it's and why are they called dragon keepers like where, where does right. the dragons come in right like right. just so well, much they, mystery and they, it they, seems they like do the, have the, the uh, yeah they do they do have the mascot and I'm not sure yes. where this mm. mascot came from. Yeah, they but live, uh... he, when he was just like floating into the meeting, he was like, "This is why I gave you the weapons in the first place." Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I just so want like, to say that, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure that the that we got dialogue that says that the um, divine tools are like linked to like human dna to some degree so like oh, okay. the reason why you can that they can probably even use these tools the way that they do it's probably linked to some kind of genetic um situation once you become 
a red or once you become a blue you go through something that makes you compatible with that weapon specifically sure. you know what I sure. mean? where sure. you're the only one who can utilize its activated ability or something like yeah. that you know maybe I mean? having a mm -hmm. similar ancestor or somebody like that the mascot came in contact with in like the edo period or whatever mm -hmm. just something to where that you guys can use the uh, but th that's even more confusing because then why train up all of these like fodder soldiers below you to like wield these weapons or do they do have like right that because type that's, of screening process yeah that's what i'm thinking is that like I, I don't think it's a i don't think it's a lineage thing since obviously you know dragon keepers can be replaced by people not related to them you know right. what i mean so right. so once you be if the current red were to die or get demoted or something like that and then the new red came up they would be able to use his divine tool that he was using yeah. earlier so right. why and, and right. i want to say that it's because there's some kind of um genetic link or dna like situation that when you are you know knighted as a dragon keeper you go through oh, it, some it kind modifies of, your dna like a mutant kind yeah, of yeah 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 oh, something like okay. that you know what i mean so where you can wield the tool to the utmost you know sure, efficiency sure. And effectiveness you know what i mean so i and at the and even if there's limitations inside of humans then you mm -hmm. can guarantee that like d would not be able to wield this the way red would you know what i mean so, right right yeah. yeah the i think the only other alternative besides that would be like there is some sort of technique you learn right sure. like there, there's some there's some like energy you, system like yeah, net or something an, an yeah. energy system like you're, you're about to be promoted to third class and it's like all right we're gonna we're gonna bring you in this room and be like all right here's the deal like here's how these things actually work you know what i mean and here you're yeah. gonna start your training of how to meditate and build up this you know nen or key or whatever yeah. it is this this energy that lets you use these tools or whatever or tap into some potential in yourself or something right so yes. it, it, i think it's it it could be that um, D still could use a tool or right. some tool or maybe not the blue one obviously, mm -hmm. um, but I think it'd be cool if he couldn't. You know what I mean? As as y'all yes. been saying, like yes. like give him even more of a of a shitty situation and of more um, limit of a handicap and limitations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Really, just push him into despair to where it's like, okay, so how are you gonna do this? I can't. Yeah, I, I literally just can't. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. Right, I, and and it's just refreshing that it's a main character inside of a shonen series that isn't just granted everything or not granted mm -hmm. everything but like even training and hard work probably doesn't work for fucking d because he's not even human he has this invader body that is so different from the human body it can do a lot of things that humans can't but it can't even do basic things that humans can you know mm -hmm. what i mean so like when you give when you when you make your character that much of an underdog it does everything for how compelling your story is you know what yes I mean? yes especially oh, yeah. if you're going to ramp the villains up this drastically and that's why a character like um i can't remember the the the, the female character that is on the dragon keeper oh, side. suzukiri yumeko right so that's why a character like suzukiri is so important because it gives you insight into the enemy ranks naturally because she clearly has a problem with the status quo Mm -hmm. and is and it's a and it's a quid pro quo kind of situation between her and d to where she probably doesn't care too much about d but it, he's the perfect situation for what she's trying to do yeah. yes you know yes. what i mean so it's an i scratch my back you scratch my back kind of thing there's no morality involved it's just personal interest and who can help me achieve it you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that is the kind of atmosphere that i feel like 
isn't a layup for stakes in your story yes. oh, you don't yeah. know what anyone is going to do at any time you can't use that well this character would never betray somebody this is asta from black clover you know what i mean <laughs> like this character would never like when you have uncertainty in the behavior of your characters like mm -hmm. the compelling nature of your story skyrockets oh, yeah. because now oh, yeah. you need to get the next chapter to see if they do anything out of pocket you know what I mean? It's like, I kind of, I kind of mm -hmm. got a, I'm suspicious of this character now. Now I got to see what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Yes. And so it's like, yes. when you have that in every character in your fucking story, I'm here forever, bro. You did it. Mm -hmm. You cracked mm -hmm. the fucking code for Knox to read your story forever. <laughs> if that means anything to you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think it's, uh, I just want to say, I think it's really kind of interesting how fast everything is kind of falling apart for the rangers sort of not mm -hmm. really like it, it, it like you said, like we said it's only been going on for about two 10 13 years yeah and now you have somebody who's risen to the ranks of like a, a second in command of a ranger who wants to tear apart everything you have a minion who wants to tear apart everything the rangers are already assholes and then yeah. you have and then you have like the one good character i can't remember his name the 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 red ranger class like i want to say five like fifth he, class or he's yeah, actually one. not even affiliated with any color he's colorless yeah. um ah, okay. uh, uh he is his first name and then like sakurama is a lot of what they mm. they call him but then there was this one one panel of him called sakurazawa i think um, he represents like the 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 whitest good guy like mm -hmm. in the series yes. at least so yes. far I think yeah, he, what the he, Rangers should be exactly opposed to what they are. Yeah, I feel like amidst all of these morally gray, selfish characters, you have this dude who is like the Kobe, you know what I mean, of the situation. <laughs> yeah. And like really wants to see revolution because he knows that the status quo is wrong, but mm -hmm. isn't a frontliner. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, right. I, I really appreciate his role in the story mm -hmm. because as much as i appreciate everything that i just praised ranger reject for and having such a morally ambiguous cast having that moral tether there anyway is just a good background feeling for me you know what i mean because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. like entropy eventually needs you know a fucking lawful line to tether it all together anyway otherwise you're going to feel yeah. like all of this didn't have a purpose you know what i mean right so, yes yes yeah yeah oh yeah holy Damn. moly rockets God. ranger really... reject is that gas shout out to yato for real shout out to yato fucking gami for pushing this series so fucking hard and like mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. making us want to choose it as a as a manga for i, I feel right. like most of the reason why ranger reject is on the lineup right now is because yato did such a good job of of praising it and hyping it up you know what i mean this yeah. uh this is an example where like uh project manga discord you know yeah. what i mean and 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 our project manga you know supporters you know yes. are the people who brought this manga to our attention you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. yo like check this shit out you know yes. what i mean and like oh, yeah. i've been reading since chapter one when yato dropped chapter one right it's yes, like y'all gotta read this like okay okay <laughs> so i i just think it's like really cool you know what i mean yeah. like come, yeah. come full circle you know what i mean like Absolutely. they've they've given it to us and now we're you know able to um you know give back and and and, and review this you know for the special that. grade yes. yeah 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 absolutely and and just on my end i kind of want to shout out uh kirifumi on twitter he's like the biggest yes. super sentai oh my I've god ever seen yeah he's been pushing it right alongside yato this entire yes. time and i oh my god he, you gotta he, shout out kira yes, bro of course I, I don't know if he's in the uh private manga discord i haven't seen him but i haven't seen him in there yeah. either but he's in our high grade yeah. shamans like jujutsu kaisen mm -hmm. chat which was like the first group chat that like 
anybody from Project Manga was in on Twitter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, like it was at a point where it was almost like comedy that he would just arbitrarily send in <laughs> Sentai and Common Rider gifts and like links and just random sure. wiki information that no one asked for. And it's right. like that's why we love you, bro. But then now it's like relevant because we're like and now you just the Sentai out now. Rage reject shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like oh, you want Rage reject? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> so shout out Kira, dude, for sure. Oh my God, love that kid. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I think that's a fantastic uh, introductory yes. uh, discussion oh, yeah. about Ranger Reject. Absolutely. Huh? If you if you if you haven't read Ranger Reject and you sat through this entire segment, go read that shit. I, I hope I, this I, made I, you want to read it. Right. I hope it, like yeah. Hopefully you just go read it because of the conversation. But just in case, I'm telling you again, read Ranger Reject. <laughs> Glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good shit, good shit. Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's uh, get on yeah. to the next one, then. Yeah. Moving on to Shangri-La Frontier, chapter 37. Oh, it's interesting. Like, it's chapter 37 for sure, but yeah. now I'm looking on Crunchyroll. There's a typo on the first right. page of Crunchyroll. It says chapter 35. That is Cap. very funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, chapter 37. I guarantee it's 37. Um, all emotions <laughs> in the moment, part 7. Oh, and, my God, uh, this chapter. We start off with um, more description about Evil Force yes. and what it does specifically and what the detriments are specifically. And wow, what a fucking item this is, huh? Oh, yeah. This is kind of interesting how like, not even kind of, it's very interesting how like, yeah, she said like, yeah, you're going to have some side effects. Yeah. And then all the side effects are like super detrimental. Right. Your, your your smell, your taste, your All sight, your senses. All, all your senses. Kind of fucked. And right. I wasn't ready. Like, I had to reread it multiple times because I did not believe it. Your <laughs> level goes down yeah. by one yeah. every, what, 30 seconds? 30 seconds yes, permanently. 30 permanently. Seconds. For permanently. the rest of your time playing Shangri-La Frontier, unless well, you're, like, unless you... Um, re-get them. I, th- I think you could re-get them. Yeah, you, you can re-get them, but you can't, like... It's not going to, like, say, like, you're not going to drop down to level 22 and then it's just going to gradually put it back up. You have to earn right. those levels back. Right, for sure. But, like, don't... Doesn't that, like... Okay, so the way that I interpreted this is like for the rest of your time playing this game, you will decrease in level every 30 seconds. No, no, no. Unless you're actively working to counteract that with experience in whatever way that you're trying to do it. So it's, um, yeah. The the effect uh, on page one. Yeah. It says for 15 minutes, right? Oh, for 15. Oh, I guess I didn't even see that. And then later, Eat it, it says, and for 15 minutes. Oh right. my god! You lose one level every 30 seconds, which means over the course of the 15 minutes, you lose 30 levels. Okay, because I was like, bro, like no way. Yeah, I was yeah, like, right? dude, that would be too much. I don't That'd know how I missed for 15 minutes. That's like really important. And I like went back and like I was like, I don't think this is real dialogue. Multiple times and just missked. For well, we all know, Knox. Yeah. Knox, you never read the square boxes. You just skip <laughs> yeah. all the square boxes. So. <laughs> Yo, but dude, okay, but this is crazy because it's like think about like okay, so think about um what kind of detriment you would have if you had mm-hmm. a buff like this. Like what yeah. should be taken away if you were to go from level fifty to level one hundred instantly? Right. You know what I mean? Like what should those going freaks? Be? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And like this makes a fuck ton of sense. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is a chapter that for like video game mechanics mm-hmm. was like one of the biggest that we've had because yes. this pretty much at every point of conflict in this chapter, it was very heavy on the mechanics of Shangri-La Frontier and the abilities mm-hmm. being used, and that is something that 
at least me as someone who considers themselves an aspiring writer that is considered writing like video game types of type of fiction before is mm -hmm. you have to understand that it's not a video game it's right. still a comic book with a purpose and a narrative it's not as arbitrary and choose your own adventure as actual people playing a video game so you have to find right. a way to make it feel like a video game and a comic book equally. Otherwise, I feel like you're gonna have a lot of complaints and criticisms in a lot of areas if you don't know how to balance something like that, because then mm -hmm. it's either going to be too boring because this is too much like a video game and I'm not actually playing it, or it's going to be <laughs> too much like a comic book that's trying to be like a video game, but- Right, it'll feel fake. Yeah, yeah, the author didn't put enough fucking time and you know, yes, love into yes. it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but this is a perfect blend, dude. This mm -hmm. is, oh, yeah. this is the best blend. thing that, that I, one of the best like manga, that's trying to do this that I've ever seen. Yes. It, it is the best manga that's trying to do this that I've ever seen. We've said that multiple times. I think so. Like for me, I think so. But like, but like, but but it's just so crazy how how good it feels on a technical and fantastical level mm -hmm. or whimsical yeah. level. You know what I mean? It's the total fucking package, man. Like when we when we just skipping forward a little bit when we yeah. get the um the dialogue and obviously there's a lot to there's a lot to go through here and this is really for towards sure. the end. But when he's talking about Togetsu. And mm. I don't think that we've gotten this ex explanation on how they work before. I want to say that we've maybe seen Togetsu waxing and then this flavor text on it or this description and then Togetsu waning in that description. I don't remember seeing it, but I've, I, I want to say that this is either reiteration or it's like the first time that we're actually finding out what these do and to actually give us the narration of what they do in this moment when it's relevant to what's actually happening in the combat is a brilliant idea if this is the first time that we've gotten this. Right. Because right. honestly, when I'm reading this page, I'm like, this feels like I'm playing a game of Magic the Gathering. My, yes! health, my health is going up because of this, my health is going down because of this, but they're in a cycle to where it's my advantage, even though there's huge detriments on one side of it. You know yes. what I mean? Like that is one of the best feelings to get that I didn't even know I needed from Shangri-La Frontier. Shangri-La Frontier is constantly giving me things I didn't know I wanted from manga. Right. Every week. You know what and I mean? And like every the, week, the, every the Magic time. the Gathering um, comparison, I think is very apt because like when you're yeah. building a deck or whatever, right? Yes. Like the pros, like the super pros, they find the interactions between this card that seems kind of shitty and that card that seems kind of shitty, but put them together and all yes. of a sudden it's like the best combination. And yes. so it's like you, you would look at, say, Togetsu... Um, Togetsu waxing, yes. right? Landing a critical costs HP. It actually hurts you, yes. but it boosts the power of the next strike. And it's yes. like, well, that kind of sucks. I mean, it's it's good. It, but it my the power next, of the next strike, strike is Togetsu waning. <laughs> but but also but also yeah. I have a different ability. Yes. Um, climax boost, where when you oh, are at sure. a third yeah, a third yeah. of eight or HP or less, you get another another skill unlocked. So right. it's like. It's good to hurt you because it helps you put yourself into that other condition yes. that is also bad. You're also weakened, but it unlocks a different skill that makes you way OP right. relative to you know that those conditions. So it's and just like whenever it your so health good. goes a little bit too low, you hit yes. Togetsu waning and gain more yes. HP. So like exactly. even though we don't see it technically applied focused in on each individual weapon this mm -hmm. page lets us know that these things are happening when the smoke is happening yes. you know what i mean and it feels so good to have these mechanics so well understood because mm -hmm. we know that the author incorporates them in the combat art whether whether there's dialogue there or not because you're mm -hmm. either going to get a superimposed health bar that shows you any kind of progress you know, in one direction or another on Sun Rock's mm -hmm. health, you get all mm -hmm. kinds of overlays and heads up displays. And there, it, you can do so much in this medium visually to help the narrative. And 
it's so crazy how well this mangaka figured it out and i don't think they have any other work before this you're in that's, that's and, wild and i know that it's based off of a light novel mm -hmm. but i don't think that and i haven't looked into it but like <laughs> if that if that person doesn't have any previous work before that light novel then like this is like some of the most impressive shit i've ever seen done but for a first project even even if it's based off a light novel right yeah. it's, it's not like the light novel saying like yes and then there's a panel where yeah. in the panel you can see that there's a there's a there's a hit you know hp bar exactly. right and it's seven exactly. out of 30 right like yeah the, so it's still the, the manga the, the manga yeah. the manga is perfectly executing whatever this base material is you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's just like mm -hmm. it feels so good absolutely it really does oh yeah uh, but let's go let's go let's go i i jumped way ahead i'm sorry but like sure, let's sure. go oh, no, let's no, go no. back because there's so much cold-blooded shit that goes down here fam like fucking Kazo after taking the evil um yes. the evil force mm -hmm. oh, yep. for fighting this right mouth black. yes yo it was so convergence and divergence you know what i mean mm -hmm. like gojo yep. red blue into purple mm -hmm. i got that vibe obviously it's not on the same level but it feels right. like <laughs> it's like that level for this game you know what i mean yes. because this is such yes. a drastic yes. jump this is literally doubling your stats for 15 minutes and going into probably your specialized pugilist ultimate move with yes. those heightened stats you know what i mean right, so right. It, it, it does carry some of that gojo flair to it you know what i mean mm -hmm. because this is such a unique situation where this character is fully realized for a moment you know what i right. mean and yeah. that's always fucking cool to see especially when it's drawn in this fucking so marotta tier choreography and paneling Mm -hmm. Jesus. And I say that like all the time. And you want to know what? Again, going into the mechanics again, like, boom, dual impact. My left hand carves a cross into the target, and then my right hand, I land one killer straight on it. And you know that that's like an explosion. That's like any, you know, a, yes. like some kind of damage mechanic eruption. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like oh, yeah. that is just because the conditions are met and you fucking like black flashed it, you know, or so to speak or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. just like such a satisfying. I feel like I'm fighting this mob or I'm fighting this, right. you know, in this game. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hit the yeah, crit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's so crazy how it, like I feel just enough like I'm in a video game when I'm reading this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the art really helps to emphasize all of those like um those animations you get in any video game that you play mm -hmm. where it's just like especially like here in like spirit of the sunrise where you have like a dash move where yes. it's like you you see like the shockwaves like surrounding a uh, pencil gun yeah where it's just like boom got him yeah uh god mm. and then it's honestly really hilarious right after that where she's just like damn we're not really doing any damage and then boop just got blasted yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh. I, I wanted to say something about, about this blast, right? So, yeah. like, yes, as you say, like, they're not really doing anything. And then this, you know, the mech kind of, like, shoots this huge laser beam. I'm pretty sure Pencilgon has lost an arm here. And it's it's unclear to me how, if if Pencilgon can get it back in this battle or ever. But, like, bottom of page 9, yeah, after this blast. To, yeah, it's starting the, to dematerialize. And then top of page 10, it's even more dematerialized. Like, it, yeah. so it's like... It's really, it seems like she has lost an arm. And I, I'm really curious, like, is this permanent? You know what I mean? Like, is she going to not be able to use her spear anymore? Is she going to have to switch to a one-handed sword that's going to be less, like, DPS per second? Like, or, like, like what's right. she going to do if she right. can't do, like, not do, but if she can't, like, use both her hands on the right. spear? Are they, gonna, are they going to actually lose? Yo, because, uh, and if that's a thing in Shangri-La Frontier to where you have a two-handed weapon like a spear, but mm -hmm. you have been... 
um, you know, one of your appendages is is sealed essentially and you have, right, don't have right. access to it. How are you just not able to use that spear anymore? Obviously in Shangri-La Frontier, it's a lot more, you know, the VR is so advanced that mm -hmm. you can do things like hold a two-handed weapon in one hand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How does that affect the damage you have with it? Is it related to kinetic weight and movement? You know what I mean? Like a mm -hmm. human body mm -hmm. is, are you still right. going to get that same damage or do you need both hands and your waist and all of the regular, you know, combat physics to go along with it in order for your, right. your strikes to be effective you know what i mean that that's a big question i feel like in shangri-la frontier and i feel like the fact that her arm is dematerializing in a way that she can't automatically supplement with an item that she's been using one of the menagerie right. of items she's been using this whole right. time is right. actually really concerning because obviously we we know at least we can assume that she pro if she does not get this arm back for the rest of this fight probably gets it back outside probably. of the instance Right. You know what I mean? But, but, but I will a, say yeah. that uh, Sanraku fought that wolf, Ly Lyacon or whatever, yes. Lyceon, yeah, and I permanently can. cannot equip armor on several mm -hmm. parts of his body. Now, he can still use weapons in, in those parts of his body that can't right. equip armor, his arms, right? Yeah. Now, Pencilgon may never be able to use a weapon in that hand anymore. That that seems like a, a, a one of the seven right. colossi kind of ability. You You're know right. I mean? You're right. Yeah, it does. You're right. It does. And if they give but, something like that to the mount... Yeah, I was about to say. Imagine oh, what yeah, kind of permanent yeah. damage was Zymon does to you. You know what I right, mean? Like, right, right. Wow. Ridiculous. So Ridiculous. It, it, I agree that probably she'll get it back after this battle. Sure. But the potential is there that we that she doesn't. Yeah, for that's sure. a wild spot, though, because I did not notice that at all. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't notice that her arm was dematerializing, like, yeah. at the top, like, completely at the top. You of, like, noticed the progression yeah. of the dematerialization. Yeah. I thought that yeah. this one panel where her fingers were kind of starting to go digital was all mm -hmm. that we got. And I was like, okay, well, that could be taken as, obviously, her arm got damaged in the blast, and now it's healing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. you mm -hmm. get the next panel of it more dematerialized, and mm -hmm. I completely mm -hmm. missed that great spot. Yeah, I entirely missed that. Yeah. Wow. So then, uh, let's see here. We're we're using the Togetsu waxing and waning. Amazing. Climax boost. And uh, yeah. Oh, oh, we we got another mechanic introduced. Yes. After after this climax boost, hunger, hunger wolf. wolf. Yes. Where there is a hunger mechanic oh, that your your character can literally eat food to increase so the hunger gauge. Cool. Love it. So amazing. Uh, but see, the just, way that it's explained uh, is so drastic because it's like now in most games that have a hunger mechanic. Mm -hmm. you're fucked if that runs out yeah you're dead you start losing health or yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. something like yeah. that but this it's like if you're hungry your stamina just replenishes slower so it's mm -hmm. still a massive detriment but it's not like the end of the world nothing matters yeah. i'm fucking yeah. dead you know what i mean it's right, not like right. such it's not gonna huge... be like minus one hp every yeah. second or something yeah yeah something crazy like that so like it's it's crazy how much thought is put into the give and take of literally anything that happens in here because there's so much going mm -hmm. on in the foreground that like there's a lot of little subtle shit happening in the background that makes all the foreground shit possible or or at least as potent as it as it feels to us and, right. and at least for me it's something that like i kind of always forget until we get these really hyper focused mechanic chapters you know what i mean because it's like mm -hmm. Our understanding of Shangri-La Frontier, I feel like, is higher than our understanding of the plot at large. You know what I mean? Oh, like, sure, like, sure. like the game, some, the game yeah. versus the plot. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like it's doing a lot to make sure that we understand how this game works mechanically. Yes. Because, and I feel Ooh, like since, I love it's so, since it's so early in the story, 
I feel like the reason why it's doing this is because we need to understand the the mechanics of Shangri-La Frontier very well in order to even understand any of the really intense plot stuff that's coming. Very similar sure. to like Nen in Hunter Hunter. You mm-hmm. need to know how Nen works inside and out for anything after Heaven's Arena to slap the appropriate amount. You know what right. I mean? So right. it's like when I feel that in anything, it, it's it's a crazy it's, feeling. It's incredible. Yeah, you know what I mean? And Shangri-La Frontier, I feel like is setting up a very similar Nen um um reliance on the plot that nen mm-hmm. has inside mm-hmm. of the mechanics yeah. and the and the functionality of the actual of the video OS. game shangri-la yeah. frontier and like that's so new dude like yes. i've never seen anything like that before mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. I, I like the only the only the closest thing like you said is hunter hunter where the plot is so reliant on the applications of nin and how you use it and what kind of contracts you can make yes. it, it kind of gets translated into shangle frontier where it's not you know a te- technically it's not a power system it's right. an operating system of the yes. entire game it's yeah. a framework yes. that you need to exactly. understand just as much as something yes. like an energy system in a story like hunter hunter or, right or jujutsu kaisen you know for I mean? for a game like as you're saying snooty like for a game the game itself kind of is the magic system you know what yes. i mean it's it's, it's yeah. that game mechanic system that is is just as important as nen yeah yeah i love that i love that shoot oh, yeah. beautiful so then uh i just gotta say when i was reading this chapter and you know you get to page 15 sunrock who's going into his i'm on for he's like oh we just got um you know hungry wolf explained he's yeah. like yeah i'm gonna go in there and fuck this guy up and then on page 15 third panel we see the necklace and i'm like nick yeah. stradamus has returned <laughs> Let's because go. as i said yes. as i said i feel like shoot it was before the battle it was it like was seven eight chapters battle. ago oh, it was like yeah. eight the, the the chapter elam gave sunraku this thing i was like sunraku's literally like was Iman's gonna see this and be like oh it's you and here we have oh my god yo and you want to know uh, what you want to know what alice so elam the rabbit the white rabbit the, the white, white rabbit, rabbit gave him this alice. necklace and this name is alice whoa now i i will say I, I did go back and i did i did go back and check that chapter um i actually i wish i wrote the de- chapter down but y'all can just go back yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. chapter 28 yeah. or something like yeah. that but anyway vash like vash is the one that initially had this necklace right yeah. vash yeah. gave it to elam and elam made a necklace out of it so like that and vash is also a white rabbit right so yeah. like but Alice, as, as exactly as you're saying, you know what I mean? White Rabbit, Alice, one like, ooh. pill makes you larger and <laughs> one, one pill makes, makes you, small. you small. Come on, man. Wait a minute. I didn't even, bro. I was like, who the fuck is Alice? Oh, my God. Bro, if they do what we think uh, they're going to do right now, is... son. And uh, the, the, the cube itself, the necklace, um, is an ID. It's an ID yeah. chip or whatever, right? So I actually took a look at my phone here. I took a screenshot of the um, of the page. I'll just read it again. Um, so it's, this is an ID shard necklace. It has no effects. It is a remain, a vestige, a fragment, a splinter. Once a kind of identifier. It is uncertain how it was used. However, at one time, it was physical proof of its owner's existence, and this must be proof oh. of Alice's existence. You want to know right? what's crazy about this? This is an item that is clearly meant when it's shown to us 
to feel like it means nothing at all. Obviously, yeah. oh, yeah. we know it means something, but we do, we can't fully grasp exactly what kind of narrative impact it will have because we don't know the future of the story. But mm -hmm. it's very much so trying to kind of paint it as something that feels useless, but with that ominous feeling, you know, kind of behind it. And then mm -hmm. to have it be relevant to a instanced, you know, special character in this way to give it value in a different way other than immediate item value, but narrative value mm -hmm. is so fucking it's, crazy. There's so many beautiful. times where I'll fucking break my back in a fucking MMORPG for a quest to get an item that I feel like is not relevant at all to anything <laughs> that I'm trying to do. You know yeah, what I mean? On. Yeah, and I'll be like, why the fuck did I just spend five hours to get this? You know what I mean? <laughs> but then to take that concept and go, yes, this item does nothing for you at face value, but you're going to eventually, hopefully, run into a quest to where this thing blows your mind in a narrative way. They need to do that more. You know what yes. I mean? Like, this is fucking yes. brilliant, dude. Mm -hmm. This really highlights like the importance of key items and quest items within right. the series. Like, right. like you, yes. get, you, get, you get handed like a broken plate. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Now imagine, Schnooty. <laughs> imagine, Schnooty. You get that <laughs> shitty item after that quest, and you go, this does nothing for me. And you fucking toss it. And then you get to the fucking quest where that thing mattered in the narrative. And yeah, you can't point? progress. Yeah. Now you feel like an idiot and have to start the game over from who knows how far away. Mm -hmm. A motherfucker like me would go, this is the best game I ever played in my life just because it did that to me. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'd be like, all right, I oh, just wasted a week in real time fuck it mm. that was brilliant i'm starting over you know what i mean like give me i need more of this now i need to pay a little bit more attention i appreciate that you know yeah, what i, I mean? definitely so, appreciate this yeah yeah uh in its entirety yeah and i love how like he just like he sees it and you don't really think too much about it he, he sees the sword you think he's going for tachikaze right he, even senraku thinks he's going for tachikaze yeah he's just like uh uh, Alice. Yo, and look at this panel of Wazaimon on page fucking 17 at the top where he's like inverted colors for a second. Oh. I was like, what is he about to do? Right. And then it didn't really do anything. But I was like, yo, this is a different drawing. <laughs> I was like, something's happening. That's hilarious. Like, oh, he's about to snap. This yeah. might be the end of Sunraku. And then he just starts speaking. I was like, he can yo. talk. Yeah. Right. He can say I... more than named texts. <laughs> right. I, I liked that. Um, and you can see this on 16. Like, um, it's like two two panels after the one you're talking about, Knox, where yeah. like he's like, I'll just let that slide with another parrying protect. And he like literally like whips his own head. Yeah. He's like, he he was he was timing it perfectly for yes. if there was an attack. Yes. And but there and there was an attack, he's like huh <laughs> like what what happened <laughs> so he, great. he hit the willow smith and he was uh he was mistaken <laughs> dude <laughs> what a fucking much... chapter bro oh my god thank you for today's weekly show in love... monday manga mm -hmm. like we like i just want to say something like we almost didn't like do that like you know what i mean like we almost yeah. decided to yeah. just say fuck it it's weekly show and jump everything mm -hmm. you know what i mean but like this like this this addition to the to the roster i feel like mm -hmm. is such a perfect like the most perfect replacement yes. you know period for our for our coverage you know what i mean mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. and ranger reject too as a deconstruction oh, yeah. of a very popular area of storytelling is another really important thing for our show you know what i mean so these are things that we couldn't really tap into without another publication line so i I, I love the special grade show. Very well. much. Yes. <laughs> I fucking love this fucking atmosphere, yes. man. Yes. Yes. yes.
Hundred percent, man. Well, damn. That's that's all I had. What, what about y'all? I'm good, man. I'm, my favorite I'm chapter so... is Shangri La Frontier, though. I just want to say, like, this is my. I think I've said this. My. I think there's been three times specifically that I've said <laughs> this is my favorite chapter of Shangri La yeah. Frontier. Yeah. This is for real and for true. My favorite. I, I have so to agree. Far. I think I I, yeah. I think I have to agree. Yeah, with I that. really I mean, might have to agree with you on that. Like the, mm-hmm. reading this week to week and then just getting to build up to this. Yes. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Man, oh oh wait! Remember what I was saying. Um, a couple weeks ago, maybe mm-hmm. it was two weeks ago, right before we went into phase three. And I was like, how tight would it be if now that we're into phase three, it goes into a cutscene? That <gasps> the, the, that the, yo! <laughs> <laughs> he just unlocked the cutscene. Right, so, so. <laughs> right, so, so, so I said, I was like, yo, we haven't been to, this is Uncharted Waters. What if it gives us the backstory of Wazaimon, you know what I'm saying? And Setsuna and all of this stuff. And the and yes. our main cast has to watch this, you know what I mean? And, yes, and you yes. made an amazing comment, you know what I mean? Back when I originally said that and you were like, that's so cool because normally when um, when we get a backstory for an antagonist, it happens in a way that kind of stops the current time and mm-hmm. focuses on it in a way you know that the main characters are not experiencing it's for the reader and sure, the main sure. characters are still like right about to hit this yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, then the yeah, record yeah. scratches and it stops bet you're wondering how i got here today type <laughs> shit and then you get the the backstory for the villain and you're like i feel for this character now and then when they cut them down you're like oh no but like in this the you said it would be so cool because the main characters would actually have to sit through this backstory like sure. the readers do, and sure. I, and ever since then I was like they need to fucking do this. This is their moment. This is their chance. And then we go into phase three and there's no cutscene and I'm like oh. But then now, <laughs> now son, we have a cliffhanger have... that could suggest a fucking cutscene like like yes. we were talking about, oh, and I'm please. so excited again. Yes, and it's it's so incredible that this if, if it is a cutscene, it's so incredible that it's not time-based you don't have to fight him for a specific period of time you just yes. needed this specific item yes. to unlock his cutscene mm-hmm. <sighs> and they and it's so cool because fucking pencil gun has been trying this whole time yeah. with an entire guild of people who had no idea what how to beat doing. this dude and how you beat him is by having this <laughs> necklace to unlock the cutscene to <laughs> wait oh no <laughs> incredible oh, wait man. did we okay okay this, if this, this happens this, next week this, bro yeah. if this happens next week i'm acting a fucking fool bro <laughs> i swear to god you'll see a different knocks bro i swear to god bro but yeah i'm good i'm, I'm, I'm good yes, on, i'm good yes. on shangri-la frontier man this is gonna have so much reread reread value and just readability dr- yes. value just at all yes yes oh <sighs> Fantastic series. I love reading this week to week. Yes. So much. Oh so God. much. All right. All right. All right. We're good? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into Kaiju number eight, chapter 31. And uh, we can start off with this cute little cover. I like yes. that um, the baby Kafka oh. has a squirt gun, right? Yeah, and, like, you so can, cute. If you go That's really so zoom in or whatever, like you can see like the bubbles. You can see oh, the uh, the tube, the tube of the water gun, nice, like going yeah. from, the, from the from the barrel to the handle yeah. or whatever. Like it's like a squirt gun. It's yeah. like I've had I had that exact thing. I'm sure when I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm proud of I have this. Except it, it didn't have like a the little like thing for yeah. the uh, trigger. It was just oh yeah yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. It was just a little like 
push in like yeah that push in yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 what i love about this cover is that it shows a younger kafka obviously probably around the time that he first decided what he wanted to do with his life and then mm -hmm. you have yeah. the adult kafka now that he feels like he's actually in a position to where he can fulfill that dream and mm -hmm. this is a very kafka heavy chapter in regard to what happens at the end yeah and we, uh, we also get a lot of dialogue you know about like directly from kafka about this is what i've been waiting for ever since I was a kid, like I've been wanting to stand right here in this stage. So I feel like this, this cover page is very appropriate to kind of represent that, um, that coming into his own, you know, or that, yes. I mean, I, I don't want to oh, say yeah. coming of age cause he's, <laughs> cause he's, he's like, like 32. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. But, but it's just, a, it's just a great chapter for that, um, theme, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or oh, a, yeah. Great, a great cover for that yes. theme rather. You yes. Know what I mean? Yes. Wow. The, um, the beginning of the chapter, oh. it, obviously it's like, I, I I've written down like the first seven pages are basically all feel good fluff. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yes, we, oh, we yeah. beat the kaiju. And it's like when, when you do this at the beginning of a chapter, yeah. you're, you're like, okay, well, why are you doing this at the beginning of a chapter? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is too early. So I think, I mean, I was like, yep, this, this dude's definitely going to come back in some way. You oh, know they I mean? got me. They got me, bro. They got you? Like, like, okay, they let me tell you, me. let me tell you when I started the chapter, I saw his head gone core we know is fucked or to, to, to our knowledge the core is fucked you know what i mean sure so I'm, yeah. so I'm like they have a reason to feel good right now sure they have sure. been going through hell for the last five or six chapters and mm -hmm. now this is the you know whatever now mm -hmm. obviously it is at the front of the chapter so like you you know had guessed there's probably going to be some bullshit you know especially with the history of 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 um of kaiju number eight having a very drastic page turn in regard right. to um to to stakes and and threats you turn mm -hmm. the page and some crazy you never know what the next page is going to be <laughs> right right like this yeah, so i could have i could have probably thought a little bit harder about it and, and kind of figured it out but i was just totally like yes let's go they finish this they're gonna go party drink we're gonna get some fucking characterization and then the next threat's gonna show up no the next threat <laughs> is here before this one Ooh. is fully finished and Got it's it. so crazy because when you see the the giant kaiju bomb on the mm -hmm. double spread, you're like, oh my God, a new threat again? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, okay, well, I hope that this fucking new threat is as cool as the last Uvogan kaiju. And then you right. turn the page again and you're like, no, this was the Uvogan kaiju. He's still doing shit. And you're like, oh my God. At least for me, I was like, oh. dude, I love this dude. And I hope he's not actually like dead, dead. Like, I want this to be a recurring villain sure. you know yeah. somehow you know what i mean i, I love yeah, him way I, more than, than kaiju number nine. Oh but, yeah yeah oh yeah and like I, I don't know how they they might even bring him back but like the fact that he was even speaking in this chapter where he's just like hey human yeah look yeah like this game is a draw yeah like that's the <laughs> best line the, that's yeah. the best line of dialogue to give him in that moment because it's not desperate it's not like right. you know frantic it's mm -hmm. very confident it's very understanding like yeah i'm dead but like you're all dead too and that's why i'm not in like a flustered pissed off state you know what i mean it, he was all for the fight he was all for you know the pride and the honor and the warrior spirit you know what i mean you could feel that in this kaiju and mm -hmm. to give him these kind of final words or potentially final words after he's been literally decapitated and everyone is 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 celebrating it was right. just a perfectly badass and perfectly feeling line of dialogue for, yes. for his character right there i just absolutely that decision I, is everything yeah yes i i do think that um this dialogue from him does it does hint to me that he's gonna die like permanent yeah. die right because yeah. like yeah. he's basically saying like yes you beat me but 
I'm going to, it's more of a self-destruct. You yes. didn't kill me, you triggered right. in me, I have to self-destruct, it's a draw, so like, I'm gonna kill you and also die kind of thing, so I, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure this dude is is going to be out. Right. Um, I, I did um, want to go back to the page eight and I double spread this double spread where you see this kind of bomb or whatever, yes. because like, look at like, on the bubbles of this bubbling, you know, bomb, it's it's like the heads, the heads of, those of, the, wyvern, of those wyvern, of yeah. wyvern types. Yeah, so it's they so all crazy. just like, kind of, he, he shouted, he did that screech, that right. that, that self-destruct kamikaze screech, mm -hmm. and basically and they all, they said, all came yeah. together or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm assuming when he made that screech, he was like, yo, this Hoshina dude is something else. He might kill me in sure. case he does. You know, ah, we got yes, the Biju yes. bomb going. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. Or the Kaiju mm -hmm. bomb. I said Biju yes. bomb. Kind of the same uh, thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but I, but they, we got the Kaiju <laughs> bomb on deck. Now, if he didn't lose to um, Mina and Hoshina, then mm -hmm. he would have just had this on deck anyway. And he's yes. taken down like their strongest swordsmen. And yes. you know, there's no reinforcements coming. Like we've got this in the bag. It was more of like a I'd rather need it and not have it than have mm -hmm. it and not need They're it not kind needed. of thing. And like that yeah. kind right. of strategy inside of such a meathead villain it, it does Beautiful. a lot you know what i mean yes. and it may and honestly if he does go out right here then it's like literally the exact same thing as uvogan it feels mm -hmm. kind of like wasted potential but he had such an amazing showing in their short life on the page that like you're kind of okay with it but you know in the back of your mind you want more from this guy yes I mean? yes Beautiful. absolutely and it really does his his entire character is like a a, a comparison to Uvogin, just like off of what you said, and like how he he's a he's a basically an intelligent meathead. Yeah, he doesn't. Really, I've been calling him really... the Uvogin the Uvogin kaiju like yeah. since he came out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's exactly what he is because this whole time it was like I want a good fight, I want a good fight, I want a good fight. But he also knows his mission. He also he knows how yes. to accomplish it and what to do to accomplish it. Right. Mm -hmm. He's proud and he's confident in his strength but he's not arrogant about it to the point where he can't recognize the skills of his opponent. And right. even though yeah. he has every reason to think he's better than Hoshina because he's a kaiju and these are just humans, they don't have natural protections like they do, whatever kind of um, you know logic you can give to a giant monster that has so much more than we do, like he mm -hmm. still knows these are motherfuckers are not to be trifled with. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. right. that kind of self-awareness inside of such a meathead power hungry character is very fresh. And when you have characters like Uvogan, it kind of like spits in the face of that giant, bulky, dumb character trope. You know what I mean? And right. I love yeah. that he, they, he still feels like that. Like Uvogan and this kaiju obviously still feel like hulking giant meatheads, but there's mm -hmm. just enough you know intellectual depth there to set them apart and make yeah. them really a sight to behold on the page bro because it's like we don't get a lot of characters like this right you know what i mean no you really don't yeah. if you see like a huge hulking character they usually just meathead they never yep. really mm -hmm. add too much uh intellectual depth into maybe them, they like add said. compassion maybe they make them a teddy bear yeah. outside sure. of the yeah. battlefield or something sure. like that you know what i mean like but that's yeah. that's the norm you don't get right. you don't get actual combat intelligence inside right. meathead fighters very often right yeah. yeah like this was a war tactic and yeah. he displayed it perfectly yes this yes. was sun tzu shit for real yes yeah and yes. i love i love how hoshina is freaking out. oh yeah this is yeah. the widest his eyes have ever been what are we gonna do my yeah. i can't go i can't go 90 percent again the captain yeah. just came down mm -hmm. you like you just overheated we're fucked. Yeah, yep. she's out and, of bullets too. She's out of yep. bullets right now. And yeah, then and here we have with Kafka just running. <sighs> we don't get a moment of dialogue where he's thinking about anything. We don't get any kind of 
prior reaction panel before this double spread he's just bouncing towards what he knows he needs to do it's very deku it's very oh, man. you know what i mean um very yeah. very my hero academia in that regard his body just moved without thinking because there's a lot for him to think about there is oh, a, yeah. it's not like deku where like sure you suck and you don't have any superpowers so you're probably running in to get yourself killed but like him doing it he won't has, get him in trouble exactly he has a lot more in like kafka has a lot more at stake by doing this yes you know what yes. i mean and and i mean well maybe he doesn't because he's powerful and he's not necessarily risking his life maybe he is risking his life who knows how dangerous this fucking thing is right still, we don't know like, how powerful his bomb is still gonna be, either way like, it's it's it feels very um like these are the things that like i want to see in a character like kafka when i when i can draw a parallel to deku in this way it makes a lot of sense for this moment this is probably mm -hmm. the only thing that you could really um give him that tethers him to deku without it feeling too obvious but like mm -hmm, this yeah. little situation right here is like all of the good vibes you feel when you think about Deku and My Hero Academia while it's still being entirely kaiju number eight. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. I, I just love this spread for what it what it represents inside of Kafka's oh. character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and just seeing Hoshina realize like, why is he moving so fast? Yeah, Fred, dude, I loved Fred. that. Like, I dude, you're, that. you're only at one percent. And it was just like, wait a second. Why the fuck is he moving that quickly right yeah yeah yeah. he and shouldn't that, be able to go that fast and that's such a good way to build up the crescendo of the transformation because it's like <laughs> he could have just ran right out and then fucking became a kaiju and got the reaction from everyone but you want to have a subtle or as subtle of a build-up towards that moment as you can by giving this internal monologue inside of Kafka where he realizes that his agility is a little bit higher than it should be. His running speed right. is a little bit higher than it should be. It does a lot for Oshina's character. It shows us that he is obviously a captain that can um, perceive, you know, something like this after being in excruciating pain, probably mm -hmm. being wildly exhausted. I don't even know how his eyes are open right now, to be honest with you. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's probably got all kinds of detriments to his senses and his perception, and he's still noticing something like this. So it, mm -hmm. it, 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 it kills a lot of birds with one stone when you, when you give, you know, um, when you give a, a spotlight to Hoshina in regard to his, adequacy as a captain while also building into the tension of realizing what kafka is going to go do it makes the scene that much more amazing when you get to the spread of kafka in front of this fucking yo bro in kaiju form fam just amazing this is probably mm -hmm. one of my favorite spreads in all of kaiju a right now easy my man come on Ooh, look at the clouds. Look at look, yeah. look at the pers look at the shot. Look at the yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah. The clouds. The, cl the clouds around the moon is so sick. Come on, bro. And it, and it and it and it feeds into that burst of power, mm -hmm. you know, like aesthetic that it gives you of Kafka, you know, boom, puffing into the kaiju. There's a burst of energy around him going out in 360 degrees, which goes into the background of the clouds forming around mm -hmm. them. It's so aesthetically perfect. Right. Right. <sighs> And I wonder if we, oh yeah go, go for ahead. it go ahead Nick oh, oh I was gonna say like I wonder is is like the moon meant to symbolize that like he is like you know say sun and moon right light and dark like yeah. he's using quote unquote evil energy kaiju energy here Ooh. but but he's like you know so powerful the moon so huge you know what I mean like yes. I don't know it, it, either it's just a badass view or it's like yeah. a subtle you know like he's yeah. he's using evil energy for good kind of thing yes I like that. Yeah.
but uh, what, what, what I was going to say is like even going into the page right after, when you look mm-hmm. at everybody's faces, when you look at Mina, when you look at Reno, when you look at Hoshina, Hoshina looks almost angry yeah. when he's looking at, uh, at Kafka. Like Reno is just surprised, Mina's yeah. surprised, but then you see these furrowed brows on Hoshina's face like what it's because he's probably fucking pissed that he didn't put this together before a reveal like this because he's like bro this motherfucker is my subordinate he's right underneath my nose I'm a fucking captain Mm -hmm. and I've been suspicious of this guy you know what I mean for some reason and I couldn't put this together he's kaiju number fucking eight I just fought this guy yeah like like, I just fought this motherfucker yes exactly (laughs) he's got to be fucking pissed like he probably I, feels like incompetent. Sure, I I do wonder though. Like, so if you go to page fifteen, right? So he's he's just run by on twelve thirteen. On page fifteen, he's kind of like j- jumping up some rubble and then going over a building on the middle panel. Yep. And then he's obviously back down on the ground in the transformation. But I I wonder like, can they see him? Are are they directly looking at him or are they? kind of looking like oh damn like he just ran by really fast and i'm very confused about why he just ran by so fast and then they say like oh super giant kaiju reading like and are are they replying to like the the communicator in their ear i i mostly i'm just thinking like it's possible they don't even see him right yeah i don't think they do i think that this is i think that they only they're just putting it together based on what they just saw kafka run towards Mm -hmm. and the speed that he ran towards it and then he went out of view and then boom super giant kaiju reading detected and they just put the rest together yeah yeah putting the rest together i think will happen you know what i mean like you you don't have a dude run by super speed he shouldn't be that fast and then wow kaiju number eight is here that's yeah. strange it's like I, th- I think definitely at, at the very least hoshina is is, is going to um you know put oh, this together. oh wait you're yeah. saying that only hoshina is going to know that this is kaiju number eight is kafka and everyone else is just oh my god reacting to the super giant kaiju reading detected well i i do think any anyone because oh, no, he um, ran past Mina yeah, and, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, 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 and yeah. and uh, Shinomiya or whatever. Yeah. Like, so I think I think I mean obviously Shinomiya knows, but oh, like yeah, so uh, the only Mina, people that don't know are Mina, this glasses chick, and Hoshina. Hoshina, right? Yeah. And glasses chick is is at the base. She's over right. a radio right, right now, right, so yeah, um, right. she does not even. She's just noting that like her reading is showing that Kaiju number eight is here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so Mina. Oh no, yeah, I, I was gonna really say anything else. Yeah, I was just gonna say I think this is also the highest reading. That we've gotten for uh kaiju 8 9.8 because i think when he first appeared oh. i think it was like 8.3 or 8.7 oh. or something yeah i think so i think he's right about that. yeah yeah whoa whoa so wait this is gonna be saitama versus the meteor type shit. oh yeah yo shit. wait a minute i'm about to punch it <laughs> so ready for this. I am so, so ready. ready. Wow. Well. I don't think I oh, have yeah. anything else for Kaiju 8, though, this week. No. Right? Just like a straight think. front to back. Like, I feel yeah. like, I don't know. I thought the chapter felt so short. I'm like, yeah. yep, yep, yeah. yep. Oh, so yeah. hype. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. It's like, what? It's over? Like, Only three over? pages of hype. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was reading this chapter, I was like, just waking up. I was like, okay, yeah, they won. Okay, they got a surprise. Bomb? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kafka, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. fantastic. Yeah, this is incredible chapter as always. Yeah, this mm-hmm. one was Kaiju number eight, always hitting. This one was yes. different, man. Straight gas. Hell yeah. All right, time for the final chapter of the evening. Under the Unlucky. Chapter 
Tetsuzanko. Yo. Yo, so awesome. ready for this. Show. Oh my god. Jinkai. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. I love this series so. It's Shen Hours, baby. Shen Hours. Oh Continuing god. this flashback. I'm such a huge nerd for flashbacks yeah, and like so much. Especially we get martial the, uh, arts kung fu yes. flashbacks. Yes. Oh, yes. Come on, bro. Yeah, yes. I love the way Inject that is sprinkling them in. Yes. Like <laughs> Like every beginning of the chapter, you just get new information on Shin's past. It's yes. just like boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it, it does not feel weird. It doesn't feel misplaced. It's no. perfect. Because we've been waiting for it. Because you, oh, you, yeah. you introduce a character like Shen and you give him such a crazy personality mm -hmm. and you give him such an awesome ability and you know he's tied into like Monkey King lore and you know he's a martial artist, but we don't get the flashback. We just get him on the page in real time. And then you get all of these amazing moments of Shen in real time, but then you take him away for a couple arcs and then you reintroduce him in the chapter 60 Mm -hmm. with his background story finally like this is the one you wait to give you know what i mean yes. because oh, he's yeah. the character that's so easy to build up interest around while remaining ambiguous so right it's right. so easy to to make a mysterious monkey king character you know what i mean mm -hmm. like that's, mm -hmm. that's that's easy mode but then the, the 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 backstory you give them when you eventually do it is as potent as we can expect Toza could deliver and it's so brilliantly placed it's like i was just like and schnooty and you nick probably too mm -hmm. we were just like we need more shen oh, right yeah. now oh, yeah. and then Tozuka was like where i got you i got you i got you oh, don't worry about it yes. i got you you just had to wait 50 chapters <laughs> <laughs> right 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 Yes, dude. I oh, love man. that his um his his proposals his his three terms that he's asked for from Fung or whatever like mm -hmm. uh, I want to uh, send my sister to school, mm -hmm. give me a roof to sleep over, and give me food. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's like, That's besides it. that, like, fine, train me to be the fucking strongest guy ever. I don't care. Right, right. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about? Um, sorry, Schnudy. Um, go oh, ahead. No, no, no. oh well, I was just no, gonna I, say, I, I, do okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Do we want to? <laughs> <laughs> do we want to talk about like? untruth right because like i don't think we've ever actually talked about like this um negator ability like in depth on this mm -hmm. like show before but like he's clearly got a different uh, application of this technique depending on which eyes are closed and open because mm -hmm. in um if you look at page four he does untruth with his right eye wide open and his left eye closed but then you go to page six and he does untruth with his right eye closed and his left eye open Mm -hmm. And well, obviously we know that he has untruth with both eyes open as well. So, right. what is the difference? Um, well, because I, obviously I was, this is visual storytelling, clearly. Yeah, right. I, oh yeah. I, I was I was talking about this with um, Kiko on Twitter like okay. not that long ago, okay. and it, it, what what I came to the conclusion was that, that like one eye uh, pretty much negates your uh, actions and the other negates your thought process Ooh. which is why like one you do like the opposite of what you're thinking and then the other you just do the opposite of what you're doing in the, in general oh because like okay. you know when, you, when you're when you're you know fighting with martial arts you have to think about what which moves to use which moves will be more effective and which moves sure. your opponents are going to use and which yeah. ones they use that are most effective against you so like yeah. an example an example could be that like um there was a there was a fight between Shen and Andy early on, right? Where like I think Andy was going to like kick right or like say punch right, mm -hmm. and Shen made him just punch left, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that wasn't negating an action; it was negating a thought, right? Yes. Like I want to go in a direction. It's it's not the but then then in this chapter, 
um, he used it against uh, Fung, and instead of doing a roundhouse kick, he did a stomp down, right? So, like, that's, like, changing the action to, like, a, a yes, different... Yes, trajectory. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Like, you've already started the action, but then I use untruth on you, and you finish in a different position than you were intending. Whereas sure. the other eye would be, you haven't even made an action yet. You have the intent to do something, and now you're going to do the opposite of that. So one mm -hmm. catches you before you make an action. One catches you after you start an action. That yeah. could be. That could be. I would mm -hmm. like that too, because that would be the like the level of technical difference in like things that we see that we see in Undead Unluck. Because right. look at untruth versus injustice. There's a mm -hmm. lot of similarities there inside of that inside of those negator abilities, but they're also very different conceptually. Yeah, you know what right. I mean. But there's still a lot of similarities there so if you look at a situation like i look at you with my right eye i negate your thoughts i look at you with my left eye i negate your movements mm -hmm. and that line being blurry makes a lot of sense based on the history of the series so for but, sure but for there sure. is a clear delineation somewhere yeah. that that eventually yes. tozuka is going to provide us you know the explanation for but right. i love this right now yeah, yeah. it's just looking at like the Eat, eat, what, what is it page five just the the more information we get about yes. untruth we're just like yeah shin's ability untruth negates the truth behind the action of whoever he looks at but yes. it doesn't work on people who have the fast thought processes so yes. it doesn't work on people like Sh it doesn't work on people like juiz doesn't work on yes. people like miko doesn't work on doesn't work on andy so like and he he consciously knows which things to negate versus which things that aren't going to benefit him within yes. a fight. Yes. And that's right. so cool. And that's and we, exactly what you expect yeah. of a, of a Sun Wukong character who's yes. so deeply interwoven into like martial arts and Asian culture. Now check yes. this out, Shinudi. Last week, me and Melo were here, just me and him. And we talked about how different it is that you have a Sun Wukong character who historically is known to be very immature, very jovial, very, you know, playful, very dumb. And then, obviously, you can, um, you know, assume from that that they lack emotional intelligence since they're so immature. Like, sure. you see Sun Wukong in literally every depiction of him. And mm. kind of the inside of the, at least the external introdu introductory, like, phase of Shen's character, we saw a lot of Sun Wukong in him, obviously. But mm -hmm. then you find out yeah. what his ability is and you find out that his condition is that he has to be fond of you. And you think about that in a character like Sun Wukong. Sun Wukong is very easily irritated. Mm -hmm. He's very fickle. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So right. like, the real Sun Wukong would never have untruth. Right. The untruth requires a level of emotional intelligence that says you cannot, if you want your ability to be effective, you have to be fond of this person. That means that they are gonna right. be talking shit to you. They're going to be saying all kinds of things to you to get under your skin and you have to have right. the emotional intelligence to block that out and remain fond of this person. Right, you find a I different mean? way to, to it, find fondness exactly, in them, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that is a, a huge subversion to the Sun Wukong trope in Love such it, yes. a very technical and unique to the story of Undead Unluck way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it feels so good that Shen is kind of a living representation of how different this series. I mean, I feel like all of the characters really represent how different of a story Undead Unluck is, but I feel like Shen has the most subversion in his character and it just coincides with 
your expectations of this series don't mean anything when you first come in. You think you you think you know anything about this series when you start it? You from chapter not. one, two, three, four, five, you are going to go down an avenue that you think you know the outcome of, and you're going to get infinite curveballs thrown at you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it makes the most sense inside of Shen's character because that he is a living representation of a trope that we understand so well. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. God, I love it so much. <clears throat> Tozuka's a genius. Yes, sir. I don't care what anybody says. Tozuka, yes. Yusufimu Tozuka oh, yeah. is oh, yeah. amazing yeah. Mm-hmm. in doing mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Yes. This fight is just absolutely fantastic. The choreography, the, oh, yeah. the dynamic, you know, actions and impacts and everything, just absolutely fantastic. Um, and speaking on the uh, choreography really quick, yeah. I, I think that this chapter pretty much solidifies that the martial arts that they're using is Baji Chuan, which is a uh, a Chinese martial Ooh. arts. And it they actually like, you know, have this um they actually kind of specialize in like those back like hits, you know, like mm-hmm. when, that's like, where it comes from. The, we see those know, I, in everything, and I never knew the discipline it comes. What's it called? Baji Chuan? Shnooty yeah, with the fucking kung fu sh- What the fuck? I was not ready to hear that, bro. Yeah. Yes. And what gave it away was when he said, that's some Jin Zhao step in. And I was like, what even is that? So I Google it, and it immediately says Baji Chuan. I was like, oh, there we go. <laughs> Good shit, Shnooty. Yes. There's actually, there's actually a saying uh, revolving around it that says, like, when uh, Baji Chuan and Tai Chi come together, the world is at peace. So I'm thinking sometime in the future, Shin might learn Tai Chi. Yo. That's all I have to say, though. <laughs> Damn. That is such a thought-provoking addition to this conversation, bro. Now I'm about to be on Wikipedia all night Yo. looking into this Baji Tuan shit. Wait a minute. Like, What's I gotta up, look at What you got? Okay, well, this Hakai Zanko or whatever, right? That, yes. the, the, the main attack of, of Fung or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, eight cycle mountain strike. Yeah. I'm like looking, like, this is not the, it's probably not the same, but like on, on the Wikipedia for Baji Chuan or whatever, right? Like, it says that, like, um, its full name is Kaiman Baji Chuan, which means open gate, eight extremities fist. And yep. it's like so, so similar, so similar to this right? um, eight cycle mountain strike. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like eight, eight and eight. I mean, that's, that's yeah, already that's, like, that's another similar. similarity. I think, itself, I think so what it, I think like... the difference is just like the person, right? So you have the sure. master Fang who probably either created this technique or it's mm-hmm. a part of his lineage in some kind of way mm-hmm. calls mm-hmm. it one thing and then you have shen who naturally would just throw the shen spin on it and actually that makes a lot of sense because when we go back into this flashback he's like yes. the tetsu zanko and he's like yep it's the basic version of the old man's special move so that's right. probably the right. different that's probably where the difference in the name comes from to be honest with you sure or, also, or this other one could be totally unrelated in the wikipedia article yeah. But, oh, yeah, sure, so, sure. but yeah yeah uh, with, with with um with this, oh, I kind of yeah. I kind of um <laughs> I kind of like yeah. assume I kind of assumed uh, Shin's age because of how long ago that they they were even alive. Where the teacher said, "Yeah, we don't have a name for this yet." So mm. and Baji Chuan didn't exist until like the early eighteen hundreds, late seventeen hundreds. So that makes Shin at least like two hundred years old. I would say. What that be wild? I mean, like it could. If we're if 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 we are um, assuming that Tozuka is going to go by the actual right origin right, of yeah. this right. discipline yeah. in our time right. and yeah. paste that into the it could just be um luck, but it could just be a a, a like name, a reference a, like, like a, a like naming a, convention yeah. like yeah 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 yeah. 
But I only but that's thought a that cool, because that's of the, cool though. Yeah, yeah. I only thought that because of the anti-aging technology within the union. So oh, I was like, you know what? Shit. Yes. Yeah, so there's like, you know there's there's shit yeah. for that. God damn it. <laughs> Damn. Yo, chill. I, I'm not going with it. I'm not supporting it. <laughs> I'm just going to make a statement now. I do not subscribe. Continue. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about, like, as we're going into this second round of the flashback, right, where yeah. he's, he's teaching, uh, you know, May, the, the Tetsuzanko, what did y'all think of this page churn from 15 to 16, right, where he's like, I, I, I'm going to teach you this, and, and your big brother will always be with you. Like, you'll have nothing to fear. Yes. And boom, the next page. Boom. Look, I did it. I, I put a hole in the mountain. Like, Yo. And then, now we, okay. So, like, this is crazy because we see that there's, like, crazy potential inside of May. So then, you know, obviously, Shen realizes this. You're kidding me, dot, dot, dot. Then time mm -hmm. passes and we, we go to a completely different situation where um, Shen's senpai is murdered by the master, right? Yes. And yes. he's like, but Shen and May are siblings. You can't seriously be planning to make them kill each other, sir. Yes, because May is too fucking strong and has way <laughs> too much potential. She's mm -hmm. gonna fucking take this whole shit over if she learns martial arts from even Shen, who's a pupil. So yes, we need to get these motherfuckers out of here. <laughs> we is, need to get is, one of them out of it, here. Exactly, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> because like let's say May kills Shen, she's probably not going to continue to pursue you know, like she's probably going to be demoralized from that spirit broken, probably not yeah. as big of a threat as if Shen was still alive and teaching her martial arts. So that's a good plus for Feng. And if mm -hmm. Shen kills Mei, then obviously the biggest threat is just off the table. I'm almost 100% positive that he is the reason why Shen kills Mei because she's so strong and, he, and she's mm -hmm. a threat to his status quo to some degree. I, I was more I thinking, say. sure, sure, no, I, it, that definitely, definitely could be. I was more thinking in terms of the, um, how do you make the ultimate fighter? Like, it's, it's like you put, mm. like, the poisonous insects in the jar, right? Yeah, and the yeah. one that comes out is the strongest. And so, yeah. like, when he's saying, like, oh, so there were two dragons, right? Like, um, well, I want, I want the stronger one. So yeah. make him fight, and then whoever wins, I'll just train that one. That makes a lot more sense for, oh, yeah. um, like, Chinese, like, Kung sure, Fu sure. martial arts mm -hmm. lore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. my approach was a lot more... I don't know. I'll say American. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? So that's what, that's or, what I'll or do. Because uh, on page, you know, 17, where he's taken, I forget the dude's name. Um, I, I just go back to the beginning of the Fung chapter. Luo? Luo, yeah. Um, he, um, he kills Luo and, and puts him in his bracelet, his artifact, right. right? Which can, you know, take the souls of, of people he's defeated or whatever. That's right. So he, he also could just be building up uh, Shen and wanting also to build up Mei to have just more people in his bracelet. You know what I mean? Sure. Like strong Absolutely. fighters to be Pokemon or whatever. Yeah, for sure. That's a good, that's a good motivation too. But see, like this artifact allows so much for, you know, the motivation of Fang. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's mm -hmm. either driven by under... I mean, we can assume that back then, under wasn't really a thing. And this was mm -hmm. probably for the reason that you just said, trying to amass the best army of Game of Death fighters that he can inside of his artifact. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. But then it could also go the route of like political, you know, you know, um, shit inside of whatever dojo system that, that goes on in this sure. area of China or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot that you can do. Because the artifact and the person and just the world of Undead Unluck says that his motivations could align in multiple areas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's just such a cool situation to have and such a new and such a, uh, a potent feeling antagonist is to have 
ambiguity in their motivations at first you know what i mean right. because when you have so much setup in multiple directions it makes it that much more compelling to see which route they take you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh one thing i want to highlight about uh really close to the end of this chapter like 17 16 and the end of 15 is that uh well back in the chapter and back in chapter 16 when shin used the eight cycle mountain strike you got these uh the uh the the sound effects the sound effect kanji and yeah. it was eight of them to show off that like there were like eight shockwaves getting that, oh, that were hitting shit. Victor. no and way and then and then once you said chapter starts, 16 yeah Sorry. and then and then once you you, you really gotta count them because i was like uh i started counting like oh there's eight and then oh my this, god bam and not only over that but throughout this entire thing every time that sound effect appears then it's it's a new kind of like revelation, a new kind of shocking kind of factor. Like boom, yeah, I learned it. Boom, damn, she's surpassing me. Boom, you can't kill them. Boom, I kill you. There were two dragons all along. Boom, the reveal of Fung, and then the like. Then you get like one, and then uh, it's only seven in this no, chapter. The, the eighth, sure the no, the eighth one. is on page eleven. The oh, first yeah? one, the first time he taps him. Oh, you're right. That's a tongue. Six, seven, eight. Oh shit! I'm on chapter 16 right now. Yo, chill. So Eight that that one is just a tone, a tone, but it's it's that that's the first strike. That's, that's strike number one, and then oh, I can't even. This is so cool, dude. I did not even realize that there were seven. Tone, tone, tone to to make the total eight. So sick. Oh, like, schnooty. What a spot, bro. That's so epic, dude. Don't 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 don't. Oh my god, bro. Yo. It's also kind of impressive that Shin's not lifting off like Victor did. He's just kind of like sliding back. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Wow. And then now I don't think that untruth is even going to work on Fung anymore because he's pissed. He's pissed. He's pissed. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But see, this like, is good, though. This is good to show negators in situations where their negator abilities don't work. Mm -hmm. What do you do when your negator ability doesn't work? We know they have or we can assume they have answers for when their negator abilities don't work. But we've not, I mean, we've only really seen Juiz kind of in that situation so far. Mm -hmm. You know right. what I mean? And we saw what happened. It was crazy for the stakes. It made everything feel a lot more intense. You know what I mean? So when you build up negator abilities to be so perfect and so true and so commanding and so, you know, whatever, and then you, sh and then you build that up for so long and you have all of these situations where their negator abilities are being outfoxed by planning and combat intelligence and strategy and then to actually see their negator abilities be hard countered this late in the story it, it adds a new layer of tension i feel like because it's like these are supposed to be op yeah, yeah now yeah. they just don't have access what do you do you know what i mean like that's crazy because we've seen so much history of that op nature of their abilities being effective and now mm -hmm. it's just completely taken away and it's like I don't know what's going to happen now. And that uncertainty <laughs> is obviously everything. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and then we see young Fang, which obviously coincides yeah. with the anti-aging technology that they have sure. in the story. You know what I mean? Sure. And I just think it's so cool how, like, you can't even tell that this is Fang, but the dot. No, you really the can't. The dot is yes. there. Yes. And the haircut. And the haircut is similar. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can look entirely different, which most people do from young age to old age. There's really... Right. Very small, you know, similarities that you can draw when it's really that different, you know, big of a difference in age. But I just mm -hmm. love how it's like, give them a very obvious, simple, obvious trait. 
hairstyle and dot on the forehead that's all we need we can make him look right. whatever the fuck and now they gave him eyebrows we know it's him <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and he's got the fucking um forked wishbone eyebrows that like yep. kung fu mm. masters always fucking have you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah <laughs> right it's right little subtle shit like that that you can keep on the character design and change literally everything else and it'll yes. still look like that character you know what i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. god diggity dang now i'm trying to figure out like because because his last uh bit of dialogue was so have you surpassed me my favorite pupil shen and he we, we see this at the beginning of the chapter where he's just like yeah i just want you to become the strongest in the creation so does he just want him to become the strongest in the creation to surpass him or like right is he trying to oh, steal his body yeah, like, what, it, what's what's the end goal here like, yeah like, is what, this like, like a saitama like or like a you know motherfucker that got too strong and he's bored with life kind of situation looking for that yeah. final opponent kind of situation sure. or yeah and that goes back to the, the 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 motivation ambiguity that i was talking about earlier it's like what does he really want because it can either be under related it could be dojo related it could be personally shen and feng related you know what i mean it could it could there's a lot of things that it, that it could be you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah because like i i think it's kind of clear that like feng was there when uh shin's sister died so mm -hmm. is shin trying to become strong just so he could beat this mother or yeah. like this i really need to know i, I want to say did. you want to if, if for this to be really drastic i want to say fang manipulated may in a way that made her attack shen with everything that she had mm. and all she has is the power she doesn't have the skill so shen has the skill and he takes her down because she's just a volatile glass cannon that isn't refined. And he has the skills to take her out before she becomes, you know, I, I would assume that they're going to paint May up to be this wa huge, wild problem that Shen has to personally deal with. You, we already have the setup of her having astronomical strength. All you need to do is turn her into a puppet. And then you have reason for Shen to kill her. So mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of what we're going to see. I don't know how it's going to happen. It's probably going to be... I doubt it'll just be a conversation like persuasion like a like there has to be some kind of magical element yeah like to go it. fight your brother yeah, right. yeah it's like, not gonna <laughs> just be like go go take that strength and kill your brother with it or go kill the village with it it's not just gonna be like a suggestion it's got to be mm -hmm. some kind of magical element but that's gonna be weird because he already has the artifact which does something very specific that has a very specific condition tied to it so how sure. would you create may as a threat that shen needs to kill with the a disguise that we have on the board a disguise like how Fung is right now. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he could be like, here's a here's a fighter. You must fight this fighter. Yeah. It's your it's your new task or whatever, right? And then Shen uses untruth against her. Then there was that scene. I think we I forget what chapter it was. It was kind of recent, but not too far. Yeah, not uh, the, too far. The one with all the flashbacks in it, right? Yeah, the I flashback think. one, right? Yeah. And then there was like the, a cliff, right? And he was like at a yeah, cliff and, right. and and like like fuck, like yeah. and, and you kind of got the impression that he forced someone to go off the cliff and die the way that i right? saw it it looked like he was paying tribute to the person that had already died because he was throwing, oh, okay. he was throwing some kind of um you know some kind of uh i can't remember the actual name effigy I, maybe okay. it's not an effigy but he was throwing some kind of tribute to it seemed sure, to sure. me anyway that he sure. comes to this cliff every so often and throws something down to pay tribute okay to I didn't gotcha, think gotcha. that she had actually fallen and he was like, no, I think he actually kills her with his fucking bare hands in a fist fight. And sure. then she dies and then he goes to that cliff to pay homage or to pay mm -hmm. to pay tribute every so right. often or something like that. I think that's the scene we saw. 
Sure, sure. That's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a while. I don't yeah. fully remember. Yeah. Right, right. That that makes some sense because we see how deadly Shen's fists are in these last couple of chapters. Oh, like, yeah. he punched a man in half earlier this chapter. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, the hand, his hands are different, bro. But at the, but at the same time, it's like, how old was he when May died? Because the, yeah. fan, right. the Shen that we see on that cliff in that scene, at least from what I remember, and I could obviously go back and look, seemed mm-hmm. like he was a little bit older than the Shen that we see in this flashback with sure. May. So, sure. If some time does pass before, you know, or maybe he does kill her right then when he's younger. And then when we see Shen, it's after so many years of him going back to this cliff and paying tribute. And that's why he seems so much older. That could mm-hmm. probably be it, too. But one of, one of the things I'm I'm looking forward to is to to get this, you know, interaction, because I think a lot of the flashbacks and a lot of the, you know, terrible events in in the in the negators pasts mm-hmm. were because of their ability right like right. so fuko accidentally killed her parents because of her ability um rip accidentally probably like killed his love because he did surgery on her and then right. boom she couldn't you know heal the wounds that he committed on her right right so like i feel like i feel like personally shen's killing of may assuming he does kill may has to be related to his ability right it has to be untruth somehow didn't do what he wanted it to do you know what i mean um, or he he used it in a way that he didn't expect it to happen, and then boom, May killed herself or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, or she yeah. was disguised. I I, yeah. I totally. It, but but that flashback scene could also just be saying like they all have tragic pasts. It doesn't have to be directly related to yeah. their negator ability. It's yeah. just tragic. Everyone's tragic. Yeah, right. Yeah. Every everybody's backstory is tragic. In in, in continuity in continuity with the series, it's more likely that they that they that the tragedy that uh, happened in their life was directly linked to their negator ability but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be right like, totally right. could literally just throw us a curveball like yeah. he does almost every week yeah, <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, thing, yeah. one thing i want to say inside of the choreography of shen is that um tozuka is very aware of who is fighting and when Mm. because in like just let, let's just take a look at the last um double spread of the last chapter they're clashing their their um their rui jingu bangs together you know in that last panel and then it comes back to the fight coming out of the flashback in here and they their 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 staffs are still clashing and then mm-hmm. in the time of them clashing they've both ditched them at the same time and run at each other in close quarters combat hand to hand and like that kind of choreography is very um chinese kung fu you know, kind of, um, kind of choreography, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, but, but Tozuka like also knows that like when other characters are on the, on the page that aren't martial artists, then he knows to just have it be body positions and big attacks. You know what I mean? Like, and the, and the, sure. the, the choreography is great no matter who's on the page, but you'll see more, you know, like it, it's very different when um like he he, pay, he knows he understands the fighting styles of the characters involved and he makes sure that despite all of the other crazy shit that's going on in his comic book that like the action has to be true to the characters that are there and mm-hmm. it can be really easy to just you know focus on the martial arts flashback sometimes and then have the art inside of shen's fight not really represent that at all times just for the sake of time constraints and what you need to fit on the page whatever but like mm-hmm. tozica amidst such a crazy story conceptually and character wise and narratively still makes sure to make everything pristine and perfect on like the characters and their combat and their fighting styles you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's very easy to forget that this is a battle manga sometimes you know what i mean there's a lot of fights that yeah. go on but there's a lot of character work there's a lot of narrative build up there's a lot of exposition also 
but like when it needs to be combat oriented and action oriented it feels just like a kengan ashura sometimes you know what i mean it feels right. just like any of the other manga that we praise for meathead combat choreography while having so much other shit happening conceptually in the background it's really impressive is what i'm saying basically that he's mm -hmm. able to keep track yeah. of so many things and keep them inside of um their lanes he's always mm -hmm. coloring inside of the lines in literally every aspect of his story and that's really impressive considering how much is going on you know what i mean yeah 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 so i have i only have one more thing i wanted to talk about in this chapter and it's kind of a dumb dumb question i guess so okay. like page one page one yeah have we have we seen mui in the flashbacks and is this little girl with may mui do we know uh yeah, Mui is not in the flashbacks. Mu yeah, you're talking about the girl with the uh spiral sunglasses. Yeah, the spiral glasses. And the, yeah, and the the bangs. And That's bangs, not yeah. Mui. No. Yeah, but I don't like, know who that how is. How do we? How do we know it's not Mui? Like oh, Mui guess, eventually, Mui know. has to be introduced in the story sometime. Oh, and like, sure. why? Why? Oh, who yeah. is this? Then? So yeah, you want to know yeah. what? You want to know what makes sense? This is Mui, and this is who Mui was before May right. died, and then May right. dies, and Shen sees that that he's lost a part of himself. And mm -hmm. Mui tries her best to fulfill fill to, that in, yeah, yeah. to to yeah. emulate that or to fill that in. I love that, dude. What the yeah, fuck? especially because she said like that, that's my friend, and like they were bullying her, and I tried to protect her. So clearly, she has like <gasps> Yo! a like a yes, yes. Like, so clearly, it's like they they had a link, or so maybe this really could be Mui, and she's just like dyed her hair and then doesn't open her eyes anymore. And she doesn't just Mui have black mantle. hair anyway? Yeah, Mui has black hair. Yeah, Mui has black hair, like little so like a. Yeah. Well, she has black back. hair. This this character in the page one, so yeah. like she yeah. didn't dye her hair, but yeah, right, I see right, what right. you mean. Yeah, like like change your look or whatever. Yes, yeah. dude, dude, that'd be so yes. cool. Oh my god, dude. We'll see. I, I, I love think this. About wait, that. wait, 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 bro. Yes, I need this to be the truth. <laughs> this <laughs> is Mui right here with the spiral glasses. <laughs> this is Mui. Yeah. And then May dies. Shen is depressed. Mui's like, I love you guys. I'm gonna mm -hmm. be the new May, bro. Right. I'm gonna remind you of May as much as I can. I like, like right. I am so sympathetic of this situation. You guys held me down for so long throughout my geeky years. I owe mm -hmm. you this. I I need to be your secretary, assistant, whatever. Right. Son. Especially if as if as Schnudi said, <clears throat> especially if Mui looked up to May because May defended her. Yes. So she she would not only look up to Shen, but she would look up to Mui and want to emulate Mui not just in martial arts but in appearance right uh, and i think it i think it all work really well if, if that so, was her that'd be oh so, my god that'd be thank so you so much cool. for going back to page one to say that <laughs> honestly like i didn't even consider that not, not at all yes. and it, right you were like is this movie and me and should you were like no no that's not fucking <laughs> movie <laughs> look at us uh, <laughs> good shit wow okay <sighs> okay. What what else do we have? Anything else? Because that's that was a banger to close the fucking conversation off on. To be honest. Yeah, I don't I, have anything I, else. But I don't. I don't think I have anything else. This I'm good. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Yeah. All right. You fucking killed it, Nick. That was amazing. <laughs> amazing. That was great. Amazing. I mean, yet again, just another fantastic undead unluck conversation as yeah. we tend to have yeah. on the special oh, yeah. grade podcast. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this week's uh, special grade podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And again, thank you all so much for subscribing to the Patreon at this level of support yes. and producing, uh, literally producing these yes. special great episodes. We could not do this without you. Yes. Greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, Schnooty, it's been great having you on tonight. Welcome back. And, and thanks, for, thanks for being on, man. This, man. Yes, sir. If you're not reading Undead Unluck, I'm coming to your house and beating <laughs> you with a Ryu Jingle Bang. 
If this was YouTube, you might have an argument, but this is fucking special grade. And I'm pretty sure 99% of the people that are subscribed to this tier are here because of Undead Unlucks. So. Right, 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 right. They read yeah. Kaiju 8. I'm going to turn into a monster and beat you in your house. Oh, my yeah. God. There we go. <laughs> but uh yeah we'll have uh Shnudi's, uh information in the in the description so you can find him if you haven't already you know subscribed to his channel and everything for sure um and yeah hit us all up in the uh in the discord in the special grade chat and we'll and we'll see you next time wrapping up i'm your host nickums and i'm Knox. peace y'all <laughs>